Comics. Movies. Music. Video games. Technology. Blu-ray. Television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com slash outnowpodcast. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. That's www.audibletrial.com slash outnowpodcast. Previously, an Out Now with Aaron and Abe. Aaron, do you have fond memories of college? Hell yeah. I remember all the charms I learned in charms class, and the flying class is pretty good. You what? What are you talking about? Dude, you never took charms class or flying class. You were in potions class with me and defense against the dark arts. I was? Huh. So I must have memory charmed me pretty good this time. This time? When was the last time? I guess you wouldn't remember, anyhow. Any other thoughts on college? Yeah, the cool teachers. Having Storm as your geography professor and Scott Summers as your English professor helps out a lot. Oh, man. And remember Logan as our PE teacher? The dude is a beast. Or Wolverine, I guess. Because Professor Beast was actually really excellent at chemistry and physics. I remember Toad just being weird and hanging out on the campus like some dude who wouldn't leave after he graduated. Totally. That guy was so weird. Stupid Toad. Whatever happened to the groundskeeper? What's his name? Hagrid? Totally don't know, but I do miss Voldy. Probably one of the best professors of history ever. <laughs> we college so hard. <laughs> yeah, we, we totally did. <laughs> People must think we're so weird. <laughs> uh, wait we're talking about real college right not hogwarts and the x-mansion because we'd be crazy if we actually took charms and potions and stuff abe you silly silly muggle wait a minute i forgot my introduction Recording, and this is Out Now with Aaron and Abe. I am Aaron, and as always, this is... Abe, hello, hello, hello. Thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> Out Now is a film podcast where Abe and I are discussing new movies weekly. We also bring a discussion about the latest movie trailers, box office results and predictions, a callback to past films similar to our main film of the week, games, and other fun stuff. This is episode 108, 108, Ooh. and tonight, yes, we have, a, we have a double episode, a doozy of a double episode. Uh, we're talking about World War Z and Monsters University. Strangely connected in some ways, <laughs> but that's, that's the plan. And joining us to discuss World War Z and Monsters University, we have, from the Examiner, currently hiding in a shelter away from zombie hordes, Marcus Robinson. Hey, that's me. You gotta, you gotta be quiet, there's zombies out there. What are you doing? Oh, God. How are you Keep it down. <laughs> <laughs> and also, joining us for the first time, we have, from Just Seen It, Currently enrolled at Fear Tech on a Scarer Scholarship, <laughs> Salim Lada. Oh, wow. Hey, how you doing? I guess I can scream loud because I'm in the I'm in the monsters world. <laughs> I don't really have to worry about zombies. <laughs> Fear Tech. Go M U. How you guys doing? Tonight? Good. I'm doing great. Good to I'm be doing here. Doing excellent. Yeah. Thank great. you for having me. Glad to have yeah. you. Glad to. Glad to have our, our first all-black episode about Now with Aaron and Abe featuring Abe. Yes, thanks! <laughs> Let's do this. Hey, we're blazing trails. First Obama, now this. There you go. All right. yeah, it's we're... about time. 
breaking down barriers, one zombie at a time. That's what I said. Exactly. <laughs> something I said. Uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, we're talking talking a bunch of monster movies tonight, but we got some announcements first off. So let's uh, let's start with those. Um, what do I have? Ah, uh, we just uh, hey, we just put out a new episode, uh, bonus episode yeah. last week. What out now, nights. 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 Um, that was. Depending on, you know, the popularity of that post, uh, we might keep doing that. But, but essentially, after Scott Mendelson, Mark Hoban, and Abe and I last week finished talking about Man of Steel, uh, we kind of left the recording going and just kind of continued talking about Man of Steel in more spoilery-like, more, right. yeah, we have to more, more uncensored out. chatter, and we put it only on the Podomatic page as opposed to iTunes. Right, yeah, so feel free to go check that out if you just want to listen to us actually just banter away. I think we have a pretty pretty solid conversation about some of the stuff that we couldn't talk about during the review. Yeah, for Man of Steel as well as just other movies in general yeah. that we've seen. So, so you know, um, it's you know we all we, after the after the podcast stops, we don't just all hang up on each other because we hate each other in real life. No, that's not true. <laughs> that's, we we get out of character. We literally <laughs> unzip. We're just like yeah. zip. <laughs> we're like, yeah, so we just kind of we just kind of kept talking, and let it record that time. So you know, if if people like that, you know, feel free to let us know at the Facebook page, Facebook.com slash out now podcast, or you know, email us or whatever, and you know, we'll keep uh, posting those. Who knows? Maybe maybe Celine Marcus and I will you know we'll just get into it about about black culture and podcasting. <laughs> Why not Abe? Yeah, that's I'm super Abe, Abe, audience Abe, is ready to hear featuring Abe. That's I, what I meant to say. <laughs> but yeah, so that's I have my copy of Malcolm X ready. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so yeah, um, you know we'll see how that goes. Um, let's see. Um, still uploading shows on iTunes, uh, the past shows because you know we had a. We had to restart, but, you know, we got a good over half of them on iTunes right now, so, you know, feel free to check out our past shows if they're new listeners. But also, just iTunes reviews and ratings. Good to get those. Uh, you know, helps out the show and everything. And uh, last thing before we really get into it, um, unfortunate thing, actually, a little, little thing I want to put in there. James Gandolfini passed away this past week, which was a little alarming. A shocker. Right? Yeah, it was kind it's of shocking. Yeah. Shocker, yeah. He's a young guy, 51. 51, and a heart attack, apparently, was what happened. Yeah. So I just want to you know, bring that up and uh, think. I put out a thing on Facebook, favorite James Gandolfini movie. We had a few responses. Uh, Jim Deeds, friend of the show, put True Romance. Um, Margie put The Mexican, where he plays a gay hitman, I believe, in that film. And uh, let's see, Dennis put uh, he put shocked to hear that he was the voice in Where the Wild Things Are. Yeah, he was like the the main uh, monster that that the boy talks to, Max. Yeah. yeah. Yes, correct. The boy's name's Max. I can't think of the can't think of his. Can't name. Think of the oh, wait, name. It's Carol. Carol. It's Carol. That's what it is. Wait, in the Max? Is, his name's not Max? No, the boy's name is Max. Oh. The monster, the, the James Gandolfini <laughs> voice of the monster name is Carol. <laughs> it is a little, a little confusing. Sorry. But uh, any any, any uh, favorite movies from James Gandolfini, guys? Movies? Um, hmm. Besides the Sopranos, like, I don't talk about the Sopranos enough. Like, I feel like we talk about The Wire a lot in the show. Yeah, yeah, we did. But, he um, was, but as, I, much I, as, as much as I didn't like, uh, I didn't really care for um, Killing Him Softly, but he was really good in it. So, I'll I, put that out there. I agree that it was really good, and I liked the movie. But I, yeah, he was really good in the Killing Him Softly. Uh, I, I'd have to say True Romance. I know there's somebody already said that, but I just I love watching that movie and then seeing him in there and just pre 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 Tony Soprano, James Gandolfini. It's fun to watch. Yeah, I don't talk about the Sopranos. Like I was just saying, um, we talk about The Wire a lot on this show, but the, the Sopranos to me that is that is like just that's going to go down for me as it's like just one of my favorite just shows in general. I really love The Sopranos. I, I was. That was one of those shows where I didn't have HBO, but I'd still try to catch it all the time anyway. Mm-hmm. Every time it was new, I'd just like go go to great lengths to be like, "Can I watch the Sopranos at your place?" Like it just be all over the place. So um, 
Yeah, it's a, and you know Tony Soprano. That's just a just one of the great. It's like a household scene. name now. It's what I mean. Yeah, it was, and it's one of the great Evie characters of just all time. I no one ever talks about Evie Falco. Well, she's, 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 <laughs> well, well, Nurse Jackie. Nurse Jackie. Yeah, exactly. One of the great TV characters. Of all time. Yeah, and every, Evie Falco. Everyone talks about Meadow Soprano, though, right? Jamie? So, oh, there we go. <laughs> so, yeah, no. Uh, R. I. P. To James Gandolfini. He will be missed. So there you go. Out now tribute done. <laughs> that was a good tribute. Thank you. I tried. <laughs> From one black guy to another. All right. Which <laughs> is, is, is that good enough? Is that yeah. Much respect. <laughs> yes. All right. Let's get to know everybody. Each week at out now. That's not even a word. Each week on out now there today we play a game called Know Everybody, where we ask each other a few questions, try to set the tone for the podcast. We better get to know everybody. And I'm going to let Abe start this one off this week. Cool. All right, uh, Marcus. Yes. Would you join a frat that had a house mom that listens to death metal? Or is that just of really course. weird? No, of course. You would, how would that be? I would I would only join that frat. <laughs> how how would that be a deal breaker? Like if that's like a, that's like that's a house family. mom. You can't like have all these ragers. You have to go to sleep by like can 9:30. She, can she have eight eyes too? Uh that that'd, that'd be really creepy. All right, I would start. <laughs> you might that's what you might want. need to call, like, the Men in Black or something. <laughs> Death Metal Monster Frat House. I, I would avoid that house at all costs if that person had eight eyes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, Aaron. Yo. Uh, since Brad Pitt looked like he had just stepped out of that Chanel ad, <laughs> what in honor of his hair, what famous celebrity hairdo would you would you get if you had to get one what famous celebrity hairdo would i get if i had to get one uh, yeah, say bruce willis say bruce willis <laughs> with what hairdo um it's current let's see. famous celebrity hairdo let's see well my miley cyrus is currently my go-to but that's, yes. that's just a backup so let me <laughs> think a little higher um you know, when I was younger, my I'd always get I don't my mom would always get me a fade when I was like really young. She'd always get because right. you know you know why because Fresh Prince was on TV. And no okay. one's popular with Fresh Prince. Are we gonna start singing? We're not gonna start singing. Oh, sorry. Yeah, West Philadelphia. Born and raised. Born and raised. On a playground. Playground. Most my days. I think we know the song. I like how we I like how we blacked it up right there. Thank you. Remember how we just cut out that part of the song so all the listeners hear the thing. Oh, we completely sang the entire song. That's what happened. So, uh, thanks, listeners, for sticking around. Um, yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say the uh, the Fresh Prince fade, circa 1991. There you go. Excellent answer. Uh, Salim. Yes. Combine two items and make a zombie killing weapon. Go. Two items and make a zombie killing weapon. I would take a baseball bat and get a very large nail and put it through the bat, and that's all I would need. I'd be I'm done. That's it. Sweet. I'm good. There you go. Good job. You did, you just survived a zombie outbreak. <laughs> Damn. I don't need to waste any ammo or any guns. I just need my bat and my nail. I'm good. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> right. so, so now you're up. All right. So, Aaron. Yeah. So, what is your favorite supporting role by Brad Pitt? I'll give you a couple of choices. Besides, besides Floyd, I guess. Right? Of course, of course, of course. So we have Thelma and Louise, Californication, True Romance, Twelve Monkeys, Snatch, and Burn After Reading. I will say Burn After Reading. No, okay. Not counting True Romance, because True Romance is one of my favorite movies. Um, so I'll, I'll say Burn After Reading. I think his 
his his his likable enthusiasm in that movie mixed with him being an idiot is just fantastic. Like it's it's so entertaining watching him be that be with Chad at the workout place. And for, <laughs> well, it makes it that much sadder midway through the movie. You know what when, when he's when he's when he's not around anymore. Exactly. <laughs> yes. I, I kind of didn't want to watch the, the movie anymore. The when he takes the when he takes the bus out of DC, that's what happens in that movie. Ah, <laughs> uh, it was saddening. Spoilers. I'm sorry. It's like yeah. Oh well. Uh, Abe, yeah. what's the name of the class you take at Monsters University? Uh, that's a great question. I think I'd want to take, um, you know, they actually did mention it. I would actually really like to be in that door design class, that engineering class. Oh, my God. That's, that's, <laughs> that, that gets you into the other world. And if you don't design uh, it correctly, then it's not going to work. Um, I, I don't want to be <laughs> if you don't if you don't if you don't do something right, it's wrong. Yes. That's what you just told me. <laughs> I think you're interested in how pretty the doors looked and the colors and the designs oh, you could do. I, on I it. actually want to find like the most awesome door, like a medieval door to maybe even. That's the mo- so the most awesome door takes you back in time. Apparently, I don't. Know. <laughs> It'll take me to a castle in Transylvania, and I'll just be like, yeah, boo. <laughs> 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 I don't want a stupid container design class. Oh, Um, my God. I want to pursue you more about this question in a later podcast episode, Abe Designs Doors. (laughs) It's got to be very, very specific. Anyway. Okay. Uh, Salim, I got a question for you, too. All righty. You're about to face a a horde of zombies. Uh, What do you drink as your last drink? (laughs) Oh, man. I would want – I would say – I would say my own piss just to be Bear Grylls, but no, I, I mean, just because it felt perfect to say in that moment, but no, it probably, I'd probably have some root beer, which I call awesome water, um, care of Tom Haverford, um, probably, probably some root, some root beer, some awesome water. Yeah. Okay, that's your way, that's the way. Jesus you know. juice. Jesus juice, yeah. Yeah. No, that's something completely different. Uh, so what's, the, what's the thing that Little Wayne keeps dying from? What is that? Yeah, uh, scissor. It's a scissor. Oh my god. Purple, yeah, purple I, drink. I, that's gonna make me slow down. I don't think I want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> righty. So, uh, Abe. Yeah. Um, what would you, uh, if you're in the monster universe? What would your and you're a monster? What would your scare specialty be? Oh, that's a good question. I, I don't want to be as as big and bulky as Sully. He tends to not be able to hide as easily. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I I do like uh, Randall's thing where he's a uh, where he can camouflage himself. But he, Randall's such a jerk. It's it's not even worth pursuing that guy's talents. <laughs> so, but I would say that that camouflage ability is is actually really neat. Abe, I have a quiz for you. Yeah. Okay, here, what's this kind of scare called? A boy that's afraid of circumcision and fire. A tuck and roll, that's what it is. Okay. Uh, <laughs> We're going to delete that out of the podcast. Oh. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> oh. Tuck and roll. Oh, Lord. <clears throat> hey, Marcus, you have another question? <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. That was a good one, okay. Um, Thank you. Someone, had, someone appreciates this. <laughs> uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. Um, I'll put it back on Abe. Uh, if there was another large-scale apocalypse that didn't have zombies in it, what movie monster would you replace the zombies with? Oh, man. That's, uh, Fire Ants. Okay. <laughs> Big damn ants. Just get rid of them. No, that, I, I saw, I saw eight-legged freaks. I'm, I'm really afraid of spiders. If that was, like, the, uh, the end of the world where spiders just took over, that'd be crazy. But the first thing that came to mind was actually, like, a horde of, like, Godzilla and his buddies. So like I throw in all this. Up. You mean Pacific Rim? 
Yeah, we wouldn't develop like billions of dollars worth of technology to fight them. But yeah, no, that's actually the first thing that came to mind, which is uh, I was thinking of Sim City about the same time too. I was like, oh yeah, it'd be, it would be pretty cool if you had a bunch of like sea monsters that came out. So yes, yeah, specific room. The best, the, be- the best answer is clearly Little Shop of Horrors, the alternate dark wow. thing. I mean, we're just a bunch of them come at you, but they're all singing, so it's like, well, at least they're singing good tunes, but oh, this is about, we're done. Are they uh, at you or remaining stationary? Yeah. Oh, they're coming at you. Oh, God, I gotta put the show <laughs> oh notes. The, al- the alternate ending to Little Shop of Horrors is insane. Damn. Oh my God. I should have said, I should have said Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. In- oh my God, that's even worse. That's even worse. Killer- Those, uh... or, or if Mark Hoban was on, he'd say Killer Clowns from Howard's Face. That yeah. isn't, yeah. Well, you gotta shoot their noses. That movie already solved the problem for us. <laughs> mm. I don't know that not... movie, but it sounds terrifying. Way to know those... trivia about well, it... Killer Clowns Better Space. It's, it's really lame. <laughs> I'm currently going to the show notes to put in both Killer Clowns Better Space and Little Shop of Wars. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's it. I think that, yeah, that's how you play Dover, buddy. Let's, uh, let's, uh, let's move on to At No Quickies. TM? Each week got out now, Faraday today, we talk about a specific movie, but there's always plenty of movies that we tend to see anyway, don't have a time to have a lengthier discussion about it, so we actually have a subject called Out No Quickies. Trademark. Nailed it. <laughs> Nailed that. Nailed it. <laughs> oh my god. Um, hey, have you seen any other movies this week? I didn't, but I watched a lot of Sherlock, and I kept up, or I, uh, uh, whatchamacallit, <laughs> caught up on Veep, so just watching some shows. The, like the BBC sure, like yeah, I just went back and rewatched like a lot of them, and those are basically like feature length films anyway. Um, these are like an hour and a half. Those are really good, by the way, uh, except for the middle episodes of both seasons. Yeah, it's the yeah, the even numbered ones aren't the best ones, right? But yeah, Veep is also really good. Um, check it out if you haven't already. Marcus, any other movies this week? Um, I saw Much Ado About Nothing, which you you know I didn't really care for. Hey, not everyone else knows, Marcus. What did, what did you think of Little Marcus? <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. Well, yeah, I you know, know. If, if you're not a friend of, of mine on Facebook, you know. But, <laughs> um, honestly, I don't think it was a very good adaptation of of the the Much Ado About Nothing Shakespeare. I don't. It's the Josh Whedon. Uh, adaptation that he did in like two weeks between in like a post-production of uh, uh, the Avengers. Yeah, he was, he was on vacation. He was on vacation and he and he decided to do this adaptation. And I just don't think there's anything there. I was kind of bored for the first half hour. Honestly, I don't really like Much Ado About Nothing as 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 a play, but I wanted to see more. I I, I really wanted to see something. I mean, movies are a visual medium, and there was kind of nothing going on. Fair and I did see the bling ring, but uh, and which I really, really enjoyed. Uh, yeah, more, I think a lot of people are giving it credit for. It, I think I they know. were called detached and saying Sofia Coppola did a bad directing job, but I think it's one of the best direct films of the year. So. Oh, you have to cut it short on that. What is that? Now? Okay, so you do. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I will say, I also saw the bling ring. I saw the bling ring, the bling, uh, the bling ring as well this week, and uh, yeah, I I like it. I wouldn't say I loved it. I wouldn't call it one of the best Cop- Sofia Coppola movies because I like Sofia Coppola quite a bit. But I will say that if you hate it somewhere, then this is the exact opposite of that movie. <laughs> so, exactly what I thought. I somewhere. So oh, there you go. I like somewhere quite a bit. But, um, but yeah, Bling Ring. Um, I also uh, 
my next quickie is not most, so much of a movie. It's more of a game, but it's very cinematic. I've been playing The Last of Us throughout oh, this week. Nice. Ooh, tell and, us, please. And The Last of Us, which is very fitting given that This is the End has just come out and World War Z has just happened where I'm watching post-apocalyptic movies. This uh, World War Z makes more sense just because they both involve infected people. Uh, but The Last of Us, this is from the game studio Naughty Dog. They've brought us the Uncharted games as well as Jack and Daxter, reaching farther back. But um, in terms, in relation to Uncharted, Uncharted, you know, besides being just a, a very confident shooter, it's also just a very cinematic game and great story and vocal acting and motion capture and what have you. Last of Us is very much in that same vein where the it's very cinematic in its storytelling, the, yeah, the voice acting and the motion cap, like the, just the look of the cutscenes and the how you play the game is just very, very cinematic, but also just very entertaining. Um, and I will say that it's. If you like Uncharted, this is like that, just a lot stealthier and a lot more post-apocalyptic. So there you go. Um, <laughs> easy recommend for The Last of Us. Nice. That concludes Aaron's Game Corner. Uh, Salim, <laughs> what, what, what else have you seen this week that you can uh, All righty. Well, I actually um, got, saw quite a few movies this week because of the LA, the LA Film Festival. So I'll just go through a couple of them quickly. I saw The Spectacular Now um, oh, wow. with uh, Miles Teller, which is really, really good. Uh, great high school movie, very um, heartfelt, kind of like Perks of Being a Wallflower in terms of how, kind of how realistic it is in terms of talk, talking about high school um, kids. Uh, I, I really liked it. And what else do we have? Um, Ain't Them Body Saints, which has been talked about quite a bit recently, yeah. Rooney Mara and uh, Casey Affleck. Uh, yeah, it looks beautiful. Um, <laughs> the pacing of it is something similar to um, – the assassination of Jesse James, so it's very slow and deliberate. And if you're into that kind of thing, this is definitely your kind of movie. But because it's it has that tone and it's also a love story, it's you, you can get a, you can get a little lost in it at times. Uh, let's see. And the last one I was talking about is Delivery. Have you heard? You guys heard of Delivery at all? I haven't heard of Delivery. No. It's kind of it's basically a complete mixture of Paranormal Activity and Rosemary's Baby. Huh. What? Ooh. Yeah. Um, wow. so I'm pretty, yeah, I mean, on paper it, it would, uh, it sound, no, uh, yeah, right. right. So yeah. it's like, it's about this, uh, this, this film crew that's, um, videotaping this, uh, couple, uh, during their first pregnancy. But after the first episode of them, um, getting interviews and stuff, uh, the stuff starts to go crazy. So they'll, sh they show you the first episode, the 20 minute episode, which looks like a regular, uh, reality TV show. And then after that, they intercut. Um, footage from this, you know, um, fake TV show that they did. So it's really, it's really creepy, but they kind of promise a lot of scares, but don't really deliver them, unfortunately. Mm. Yeah. But other than that, uh, those are, those are the three that I saw this week. Great. Yeah. Did you see any black movies? <laughs> did I see any black movies? Well, yeah. Saline Woodward. Actually, <laughs> actually, no, no, black, she's as black as it gets. I actually did see Fruitvale Station. Oh, oh yeah. Coincidentally. Uh, there we go. Michael Lee Jordan. So, yes, I did. And that was another fantastic movie. Um, oh. Yeah, wow. that any, I feel like everybody should definitely see. Yeah, I'm very much looking forward to that movie. Yeah. Let's move on to movie trailer talk, where each week we discuss a couple of the latest movie trailers and uh, our thoughts and when they come out and what have you. Um, we got two this week. First one, The Wolf of Wall Street. This is the <laughs> the uh, new film from director Martin Scorsese, reteaming with Leonardo DiCaprio. Um, it also features Jonah Hill and Matthew McConaughey. Uh, it's 
Is it a? Is it biographical? I think it's biographical. It's about. Um, so. um, it's a. It's about a. Um, what's it about? He's <laughs> <laughs> probably <laughs> from the trailer. A I have no clue. Or he's like a. He's basically in financial services. Then he. It's yeah. It's about yeah. It's about a New York stockbroker. And I'll go based on exactly what this IMDb says. A New York stockbroker refuses to cooperate in a large securities fraud case involving corruption on Wall Street, corporate banking world, and mob infiltration. Well, that wow sums it all up. That sounds way more dramatic than the trailer, which is amazing. But let's get to that. Uh, Marcus, what do you think of the trailer? Uh again, if you're a fan of fan of me on Facebook, then uh, you'll know what I thought. But. I didn't really know what I was seeing. Like there was midgets and you know high octane cuts and Matthew McConaughey pounding on his chest and I I didn't know what to make of it. But if the only if the only uh, reason or if the only reason to make a trailer is to intrigue me, then I'll go watch the movie. You know I'm I'm gonna go see it because because of that and because Jonah Hill has these weird dentures on. <laughs> <laughs> that I want to see what what's going on with that and uh, always a good reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but I didn't know what was going on in the in the in the trailer. So, Celine? Uh, I've seen the trailer at least three or four times. Uh, I love it mainly mainly because halfway or not I'm sorry halfway through five seconds into it I was like hey Kanye West <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> how, how you doing all over all over the preview for this movie. And uh, I, I very much, I very much liked the the song addition to the to the preview because I thought, like you said, it was a very high octane, uh, very, lots of like, lots of cuts. It, it it gave this frenetic um, feeling of this movie, which seems like it's just going to be taking place kind of in the boardroom or in the stock room, but our um, stock exchange room. But it it looks like it's going to be crazy. It's in, and what I love is it looks like it's going to be Leonardo DiCaprio um, kind of letting loose and kind of just being wild, kind of like how he was. Um, on Django, but kind of a little bit more modern type of a character. Less racist. Oh, uh, well, hey, hey. <laughs> we, 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 we don't know, know yet. The best kind of racism that there can be. It's acceptable? I get yeah. Hey, only if it's Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> okay, there we go. He cut his hand to be able to do that role. Yeah. Yeah. All is forgiven. Abe, <laughs> your thoughts? I thought that actually looks really cool. Again, I'm, I'm actually kind of a, a more of these... Uh, serious financial buff uh, movie type thingamajigs. So uh, it reminded me a lot of uh, 25th Hour in their scene where Barry Pepper has a great line. If you don't know what I'm talking about, check it out on YouTube where he's talking about a guy's shirt and tie combination. Um, oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, like Wall Street in general and also Boiler Room and, uh, you know, uh, what's the other one with Paul Bettany? Um, anyway. Uh, oh, uh I forget too. Uh, if we remember it, margin call. Yeah, margin, margin call. Margin yeah. call. There you go. Which was it kind of, so, it kind of went my, under the radar mind. that year, which is a really good movie. Uh, my mind went to Wimbledon for some Wimbled- like, <laughs> <laughs> That was like the first thing I thought of. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it, you know, it, it looks uh, fun enough, and I actually like that Kyle Chandler was there as an FBI agent. I was like, hey, look, friend of the show. Um, of the and also, I mean, how can you not love Leonardo DiCaprio popping and locking in that super awesome right? scene? Right? Come on. Yeah. So, can I yeah, can I go yeah. back to that really quick? Yeah, like, yes. that's what made you want to see the movie. I was like, is that Leo popping and locking? Like he actually looks like he knows what he's doing too. Like this is this is fantastic. Right. He, yeah. probably, he, he studied like several he's... cubs for four months at a time to make sure he knew exactly how to he... pop handle. <laughs> <laughs> and in the in the in the mo- in the trailer, is he throwing a lobster at somebody or 
something. I don't there's know. all kinds of stuff. There's, 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 he's throwing money all over the place. Yeah. There's the part where Jonah Hill's about to eat a goldfish. Like, this trailer is insane. Yeah. It's the most, it's one of the most jiffable trailers I think I've yes. ever seen. Yeah. Like, like it's very so, true. There's so many, like, little moments of, like, just, I don't even know what, like, is happening, but it's just, like, I want to, I want to see this movie, like, now. Like, it's, and that's the best <laughs> thing I can say about this trailer. It's like, this is one of the, it's like one of the best trailers I've seen in a long time in terms of just a movie that, like, I'm already, like, yes, I'm definitely intrigued just by that alone, but what I'm seeing is just so, like, wild for, like, especially for a Martin Scorsese movie. It's just like, what's going, like, I, yes, I want to go to there right now. I want to go to there. Let's do this. <laughs> blasting. Like, it's, it's like, it's like, what's happened? Matthew McConaughey's, like Marcus said, pounding his chest, which is like. Yeah. What is he doing? Do do you, is that a song or something? Like I, 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 I thought it, it must be like their motto or something. I don't know. Okay, but it, it's almost yeah. as if Gatsby grew up, went to a different that's time thought, period, yes. and he's like, "Look at me now." <laughs> yes, that's exactly what I thought. I was like, "This is 21st century gay, um, Jay Gatsby, yeah, like right. totally." It's like, yeah. it's like the ghost of Christmas present, like turned him to a different direction, and now he's like on Wall Street instead of you know not alive anymore. <laughs> Spoilers, Spoilers. In the yeah. 20s. <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah, that's the Wolf of Wall Street. That movie arrives November fifteenth, two thousand thirteen. Why do I say the year two thousand thirteen? Um, <laughs> next up, we have Disney's Frozen, and this is a new animated feature from Disney um, that, based on the trailer, looks way less serious than the cool like. Uh, artwork that I was seeing for Frozen for like the past couple months, like it, it seemed like a movie that was gonna be way different from what it is. But I, I, I still, I mean, the trailer indicates very little. You have a snowman and a moose playing on ice, or like trying to get a carrot. So there, there you go. Um, however, according to IMDb, fearless optimist Anna teams up with Kristoff in an epic journey, encountering Everest-like conditions and a hilarious snowman named Olaf in a race to find Anna's sister Elsa, whose icy powers have been trapped. The- have trapped the kingdom in eternal winter. This trailer does not indicate any of that no, at all. No, it does not. <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> I thought it was the Pixar short. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. I'd consider this more of a teaser than anything. Yeah, it sure. certainly is a teaser, but it's like, based, like, as a, for like, and yeah, okay, so I'll just get into my thoughts first. Like, in terms of like a teaser, yeah, it's like, it's fine for what's doing. It's just like, hey, look at this. Kids will enjoy something, probably. But like being a film, being like a film guy that, you know, reads film websites all week, you see like I've been seeing various artwork for Frozen and concept art and like a lot of just designs of what they've been going for. And it's like, all right, this movie looks interesting. And then you finally see the trailer and it's like, why is there like a riff off of Ice Age happening right now? Like that's the impression that I got. It was a little disconcerting. But, uh, you know, it's we'll see. That's where I'm at on there. But uh, Marcus. Um, yeah, I really didn't care for the trailer that much actually i it, it turned me off so much that i'd rather go back and see that other frozen movie about the people in the ski lift <laughs> so i that's a good movie frozen it is yeah it's actually it's, i was trying to make difference. a joke but it is a good movie yes. but yeah that's that's really all i gotta say about it it doesn't look interesting at all Sleep. Uh, no, I have to agree. I just, I, I actually like searched the internet to see if there, if I got the right trailer. I was like, nah, they got to show more than this. But no, that was the right one. Um, yeah, it just, it didn't show me much. I, and it's obviously not what the movie is going to be, um, completely. I feel like this is going to be one part of it. And I mean, they're just kind of going, showing the cute, the cutesiness for the, for the kids, I guess. So I, I want, I wanted more. 
Yeah, but even then, I mean, if the if the if the style of animation's like that for the cutesy characters, the the humans or whatever the hell are there in there, they're not going to be much different, I'd imagine. So it's no, like, yeah, no, I agree. I was I was kind I kind of looked at it and wondered if this was kind of like the short that they show before the movie because it just it didn't seem it didn't seem like you said like based on the pictures that they're showing it didn't seem to kind of connect. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought that it was, uh, again, I have no concept of what this film was until you had read that IMDb description. Um, <laughs> and it's it's kind of funny. I think the biggest laugh was at the end where he's holding his sneeze in and something unexpected happens and the whole entire audience erupted. That's like the biggest laugh that I gave, too. I actually don't really like the design of the snowman. I don't know. That's probably just me. Um, it's a little thin. And he's, he's kind of he's chunky. <laughs> 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 no, but... Uh, uh, I don't know what this is about. Um, it's a holiday movie, and I'm sure that we're, we're going to get more iterations of its trailer later. But from what you had said, mm, I don't know. I'm kind of I'm kind of wait and see. I'll note that the director, one of the directors, Chris Buck, was also responsible for Tarzan and Surfs Up. Uh, oh. oh. Uh, no. <laughs> so there's your there's your friendly gauge right there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. yeah. Frozen arrives in theaters November 27th. Is that Thanksgiving weekend? I assume it is. I think so. Uh, so there you go. And, uh, yeah, that's a trailer talk. Um, so um, let's move on now. Let's move on to our, our first movie review for Monsters University. If you're not scary, what kind of a monster are you? I'm Art! New Age philosophy major. Thought you might like to keep a dream journal. Is that a joke? Scare Games! A super intense scary competition! You could totally die. And it's worth it! If you lose, you will leave Monsters University. Fine! Behold, my brothers of Uzma Kappa! I have an extra toe! (laughs) Not with me, of course. Okay, so that should have been some of the trailer for Monsters University. This is, of course, the prequel from Pixar 2, 2001's Monsters Incorporated. That's the first time I think I've ever said Monsters Incorporated, yes. not just Monsters Inc. But anyway, this is, of course, the prequel. It involves Mike Wazowski and James P. Sullivan, Billy Crystal and James, uh, James, John Goodman, uh, in their college years. Mike Wazowski is, he's really ambitious. He wants to be the best scare there is. And James P. Sully comes in and he's all, I'm going to be the scare because I have my family. I'm just going to devolve into this kind of voice now. I'm going to be a scare of it. Anyway, they, the, two, the, the two are not That's a good cra- John Goodman. I thought so. Right? <laughs> just get really gravelly and just slowly fade out. Stop doing it. Uh, but the two are not best friends at first sight, but they have to team up anyway eventually as they join a fraternity and attempt to win the scare games in order to you know, be the be the best scares there is, and what have you. So yeah, that's all I got. That's all. That's all. I'm, that's all I'm going to do for the plot synopsis. There you go. Let's start with let's start with Salim. Salim, what did you think of Monsters University? Alrighty. Well, I um I, I really enjoyed the first Monsters Inc. And unfortunately, you know, you're going to obviously compare this movie with every other Pixar movie. And it it was good. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was funny. I thought it was cute, sweet, heartwarming. Very much kind of a send up to Revenge of the Nerds. Um, you know, and I, and I liked all that. I because I feel like the first movie it had this gimmick with Boo, which was which is amazing, um, and which is very heartwarming. And I feel like this movie unfortunately didn't have Boo, but they were able to figure out their gimmick, which was marrying the monster world onto the college world, which was great because we have uh, hazing, we have 
you know, college parties. We have everything that's typical that you would see in a college movie, but in the monster world. And I thought that was very effective. Um, and I thought that, uh, though the end wasn't as effective as, say, Monsters, Inc., I really enjoyed the, the message that it brings out about kind of, you know, what happens if you, if you have a dream and it doesn't really come to fruition and all that kind of thing and all those types of things. And I felt like a lot of the comedy came from kind of the margins, the, the smaller moments. Like there's, there's a moment when uh, one of the monster's mothers is in the car and starts listening to heavy metal music. And it's just a, a random moment that is it's hilarious that they have many, many, many of in this film. So I, I, I liked it a lot, actually. Cool. Marcus? Okay, so as you may or may not know, I, I hadn't seen Monsters, Inc. until earlier this year. Oh, did not know I that. I did not know that either. And, and I I thought it was okay. I wasn't – I'm not the hugest – I'm not a huge Monsters, Inc. fan. I actually thought this was better than Monsters, Inc. I thought Monsters, Inc. had a few moments where it was funny, but it was mostly cutesy and, and, and you know, heartwarming in this and – this was almost all laughs. Like this had me laughing almost all the way through the ending. You know, I'll agree. The ending is not the greatest in the world. Um, I actually thought it ended and then it had like a second ending. So, which, which made it kind of overlong, but in the confines of the rated G world that they have to live in and, you know, making it like, this is like, I heard this was like one of the second, or third rated G college movie that there's ever been. <laughs> um, they do a really great job. I mean, it really, I mean, so I, it really got to me. Uh, I could really relate to the college stuff. They, they did a lot of it's really spot on from the orientation stuff to the, to the monsters university song, to people playing hacky sack on the lawn. You know, it, it has all the stuff from, uh, 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 um, like, uh, Revenge of the Nerds, mm-hmm. uh, Animal House, uh, you know, uh, even Carrie. There's like, <laughs> this, this, I'm going back to like Carrie and stuff. So I really enjoyed it. I, it, ha- it has to be the best animated movie of the year so far. But, you know, as, as for like a rated G movie, I think everybody should see it. It's, it's really good. I thought that it was a good movie. I think that it's um, something that doesn't really go beyond its scope, per se, in in terms of being a family movie. And I think that's one of the largest things I had not so much a problem with, but I think that it could have gone a little bit more. It could have gone, you know, it could have pushed the boundaries a little bit more in terms of, like, maybe the message that you're trying to get. Because the message actually arrives a little bit later, um, very late in the movie. Um, It's not just about friendship, per se, but it's about, you know, how you perceive yourself, Um, and it's actually very upsetting when you see that because it's a very nice tender moment in the film with uh, Mike and Sully, and uh, and I was actually on board with that. I was like, oh, this is really sad. This is actually, you know, affecting me emotionally. Um, not that I was got crazy misty. It was just more like, oh, this, you know, it's a bummer. But just just a little misty. <laughs> maybe not so much. But <laughs> but I did think that the the side characters were funny. There were there was a lot of jokes. I, I like the design of the uh, the the university in itself. I I also liked how they took it um, to that level of intellectualness where they didn't take you to, like, Mike and Sully in high school where you pull all these high school pranks and you see a lot of high school movies and yada, yada, this, and, you know, let's go crazy in high school before we graduate. It's actually, let's go to college where, you know, that's a good message in itself already. (laughs) You should work hard and go to college, and then you can try and pursue your dreams. Um, I think I, I... 
didn't like the message uh, at the end where it's like, yeah, well, you know, uh, stuff happens and you might not get a, a degree. <laughs> but for the most part, it was pretty tame. And I think that maybe it could have uh, pushed the boundaries a little bit in terms of the messaging uh, or the, what they're trying to do. Um, but it's just okay. Did you want to see a panty raid? No, no, not, not <laughs> like what they were not. I did. Yeah, not so much like what they were trying to do, like on the college campus and what the college uh, life entailed, but just more of, you know, this is a story about like me really struggling because I've never really fit in kind of thing. Um, and, you know, I, I'm finally at this place and, there's all these people here I'm supposed to fit in, but I don't know why it's not happening. And everyone just seems to hate me. Um, but it, it's pretty, it kind of glosses over that. Um, because again, it's a family film. And as a family film, it works out very well. But, you know, I, after seeing all these stuff from, uh, Leica and all that stuff, I'm just, I, I really want to see these children's movies, family movies, um, kind of push the boundaries a little bit in terms of what they're trying to, to, to convey. Yeah. Um, I'll go. I, um, I enjoyed this movie. Done. Okay. Oh, uh, no. I, uh, I, Next movie. I, yeah. Um, similar to, somewhat similar to Marcus, I, as far as Monster Inc., Monsters, Inc. goes, I, I'm a fan of that movie. I think it's good, but not great. Um, but I do think that with the boo factor in it, I think that it has kind of by default, maybe arguably, it has like the best Pixar ending uh, in terms of heartwarmingness and character-driven things. Like It, it just ends kind of perfectly. And so I would never expect Monsters University to top that, really. Um, so with that said, I was just happy to get a really good comedy. Um, I'm not I, – I, I wasn't – you know, I didn't feel begrudged to, like, not have a great ending on the on par with Monsters, Inc., but – which which I think would be quite difficult. I mean, I guess, like, Toy Story would be the only one that kind of tops itself each time out in terms of having more yeah. emotional intensity <laughs> exponentially increased by each movie. But regardless – uh, Monsters University. I really enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun watching it. I think it's a big ball of fun. That's how I've been describing it to people. I mean, you you want to see? It's it's nice to see Pixar kind of go back to just having like a big, a bigger reverent comedy that has you know a fun, fun buddy thing going on, a fun college atmosphere in a G-rated environment. There's a lot of really cool monsters all over the place. There's a lot of just. I mean, the animation's obviously excellent. That's just something that goes without saying at this point. But the the comedy that comes through from all the different characters, you have a lot of different voice actors here. I mean, this it all just makes for a big, fun summer animated comedy that's fit for everybody. Really, I mean, it's hard to it's hard it's hard to picture someone like Flat Out hating this movie. Right. I could I could I could see um the, you know the the plot of the movie. It's not it's kind of familiar. It does call it does call back to many other college plots and underdog stories, but that's you know fine with me just because I was having so much fun watching the film itself. There, um, there, uh, there was just a lot of what I what I what I enjoyed a lot actually is that it, it brought back a lot of the kind of smaller background humor moments that I don't think I've seen in Pixar in quite a while. Like you know, just kind of things going on, little moments that are happening in the background or happening just in little throwaway throwaway lines of dialogue stuff like that. They like I didn't. Get too much of that from Brave, or at least not as much that, you know, makes me remember it in Cars, same with Cars 2, even though I'm like the only, well, I'm one of seven people that I think enjoys Cars 2. <laughs> it's not one that I'm going to, I need to put that <sighs> on the way, but no. it's not one that I hate. <laughs> uh, it's certainly, yeah. it's, no. I like it's it. certainly, no. <laughs> it's the, it's, it's the second, uh, least, least like Pixar film. <laughs> I mean, that's, but you know, it's not a movie I hate. Regardless, Mars University, I enjoyed it. I also really like the animation, like what you had brought up. Um, I actually paid attention to some of the background stuff that they were doing. Man, those, like they're animating people walking upstairs that are like, you know, 
150,000 feet away. It's really well done. They just took a lot of care. I actually really like the way that they uh, illuminated some of these scenes as well when they're doing some of the challenges. Um, I think that Pixar animation, again, still continues to be really top-notch and just... Not just yeah. uh, what you're seeing on the screen, but also all the subtle things like fur movement, water. Um, they had like a fountain, and I was like, wow, that water looks really good at the fountain. Um, so it's really well done. So kudos to Pixar for really, you know, keeping up their uh, keeping up their their pride and keeping up their work. I brought this up to you last Can week, we? where it's like Monsters Inc. was a movie like I watched it recently just to kind of be like, hey, okay, this is how this goes, and you kind of notice how the animation. It's not bad by any means, Monsters, Inc., but you can see how things have changed at Pixar and other animated movies mm-hmm. since that happened. I remember at the time, Monsters, Inc. was kind of known for having, like, Sully's fur, and you have, like, that detail was added, and that was something fairly new and fairly like, hey, this is really, this is, like, a new game changer in terms of animation. Yeah. And But at the same time, you watch it now, and it's like, oh, there's only, like, so many monsters on screen at one time, or there's only so many things going on in this frame. And now you watch Monsters University, and there's just tons of monsters yeah. in every frame. To emphasize the college atmosphere, there's everyone's doing can, stuff on the quad. Can we talk about like the different monsters? I mean, there's so many different great yeah. characters here. Yeah, the, that guy, the Don or whatever, who comes Don Scanlon and Sales <laughs> comes back to school to learn the computers. Right. That's, that was my favorite character, and I'll tell you why. That's such a that's such like a real thing where it's like this character who. He had a job, and he like the economy like took away his job, so he had to go back to school and get a new degree. And, and learn such a, the computers. It's, yeah, learn the computers. It's such a, it's such a like, it's like so, it's dramatic if you think about it in real life. But it's like that's neat. Like I like that Pixar did that. That's so much. That's so fun. And the character, like he's so, he has such a warm presence. He's voiced by Joel Murray, Bill Murray's brother. He's on Mad Men. Joel Murray. Oh really? Yeah. Was on Mad Men. Oh. Yeah. And he um he has like the, just this this warm demeanor about it. Like there's a part where he's like cotton, <laughs> he's like caught in a tree, and he's like, I cannot get yeah. down. Like it's. Yeah. Like... And oh, I when he says that, his... that... no, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, oh, when he says that. Oh yeah, the mustache. Sorry. No, that's all I was gonna say. <laughs> oh, okay, I I mean he has he has some of the most memorable lines when they're going to the party and he. He, I don't want to give everything away, but they're going to the party and he goes, do the kids still dance? Like, stuff like that. Like, little <laughs> small, small lines that are just hilarious. It reminds so. me of, like, uh, if, if uh, Milton from Office Space went back to college and wasn't so dumb. It's like, yep, yeah. that's him. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. Uh, Charlie Day was... Charlie Day, of course, yeah. Helen yeah, Mirren was really good. I never know that was Helen Mirren as, as the uh, dean of... As, as Dean Hardscrabble? The bat, the bat scorpion... It was just like metamorphosis. Yeah, that, that, that scorpion was. centipede thing. Yeah, Pretty, yeah. Like the, probably like the most frightening monster in this movie. Actually. She was, yeah, she was scary. Especially hearing her little feet thingy on the floor is really yeah. disgusting. But I mean, as her character, I really liked how her character wasn't uh, like super antagonistic against Mike and Sully or anybody else. It's just more of, hey, you know what? I have standards in my school or in my particular college of this university, and I expect people to meet them. If you don't, I'm going to dismiss you. It's not like, oh, I'm going to hold this grudge against you for the entire movie because that's the character that I should be written as. It was actually pretty level-headed, um, especially mm-hmm. even at the end when, when she um, uh, has some sage advice for them. You know, just follow your dreams and keep working hard. And it's like, oh, I thought this was going to turn out some, somewhat differently, but that's really good advice just overall. Yeah, no, I, I liked her a lot because you, you'd think that she's going to be the, the crusty and the bitter dean that they have in the you know college movies, but... She actually, she's she's creepy, but she's also very poignant. Um, there's a very there's a scene in particular that she's very poignant, which is really interesting. 
But yeah, I liked her. Nathan Fillion's here as the lead jock. <laughs> of, the jock uh, of, of, of Roar. The jock of all jocks. Yeah. Roar Omega yeah. Roar. <laughs> Or maybe, <laughs> which took me it took me like 30 minutes to like be like who is that like i kept really? like I kept, yeah i kept hearing it and i was well i got everybody else so i was fine but I, <laughs> I got charlie yeah i got every other character so i was like why can't i not figure out this one but he's like oh yeah nathan billion there we go and he's johnny worthington president of roar omega roar what's your name big blue jimmy sullivan friends call me solly this guy's a sullivan like the famous sullivan Chad, calm down. I'm sorry. Sully, any freshman with the guts to pull off a stunt like that has got future scarer written all over him. And there's a lot of people, like Aubrey Plaza shows up as one of the characters. There's a lot of little, just little random castings. Mm. Yeah. I actually really like Charlie Day. I, I consider him like a walking carpet. Yeah. Um, pretty, he, he, yeah that's more or less what he was. Um, but yeah, he had some of the best, he had some of the best like, little one-liners in the movie. What did you guys think of uh, the, actual, the animated short in the beginning, actually? Oh, the blue umbrella. Oh, yeah. I thought it was disturbing. <laughs> That's all I'll say. It's um, I it it was a neat cut. Like the generally the shorts are kind of you know fairly cartoony or whatnot. They're just kind of fun little things. And this one had a had a like almost photorealism going on in the kind of the depiction of the world before you got to, you know the animated faces on the umbrellas and you know obviously some of the moving things going on in the the street and what have you. But it was a neat cut. Like like we had um. What was it? We had a Paperman with Wreck-It Ralph last year, and that was like 2D animation makes a 3D animation in, in, in an intriguing way, and you know, minimal color, obviously. Um, but uh, this this one, this was another kind of neat step in what they just kind of experimental animation styles, I would say. And for that, I give it props. I actually didn't really like the story that much because I, I I too thought it was like really kind of disturbing. It's like, well, thank you. Yeah, and then, <laughs> and then the ending is very abrupt and and you know, kind of ends on this very. I, jovial tone but i love the music in it and i actually really wanted to that to get the music that final shot though where the two with the two umbrellas that was really good everything was disturbing with that that was, that was really <laughs> what could you I, oh, I actually haven't seen i actually haven't seen this it was not uh on the beginning of the movie. What, what's the like brief kind of little story about uh basically there it's it's a it's a rainy day on a crowded street there are a lot of people walking around they all have umbrellas one umbrella has an animated face. The other mm-hmm. umbrella is an, and it's blue. And there's a red umbrella that also has an animated face, and it's a female umbrella, I think, I guess. Uh, and the umbrellas try to connect with each other, and various obstacles involving weather and people moving around make it difficult for them to do so. Oh, okay. I think that was apt. I think yeah. I nailed that. that. Sounds about right. That sounds about right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yes. But, Things uh, come to life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And inanimate objects <laughs> come to life. Yeah, is it a, is it a spoiler to say why it's disturbing? Uh, I, I don't know. I wasn't disturbed it, by no, it. I, I wasn't disturbed <laughs> by the concept was... of it, but it's just more of like what happens to the blue umbrella. Is like that's that's not nice. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. I see. Okay. Oh yeah, that's right. Yes, yeah. yes that's, that's very true. It's yeah, it's dramatic. Right. It's more disturbing. Very, this yeah. this four oh, minute yeah, short is quite disturbing. Right. <laughs> so disturbing. Yes. It was very shorts like rated R in the the movie's G. It was very, it was very, it was very paper man in its story in a way. It yeah, very much so. Of, yeah, you know, like a uh, you know, trying to find like, a, a a love that you saw for a moment. 
Like the similar thing I could say of both is that if you put if you put both of these shorts on mute and you play Huey Lewis's The Power of Love, they'd fit that short very easily. <laughs> <laughs> or you can put American Psycho. Yeah. <laughs> fit right in. Anyhow. Uh, yeah, okay. Let, um, let's, because uh, we got to get to another movie. Let's wrap up here with our Monsters University. Let's go to a rating. Each week on Out Now, Theron and Abe, we try to rate movies based on when you should go and see them. And we have a scale that goes from IMAX to theater, dollar theater, Netflix, HBO, TV, or just kind of forget about it. On that scale, uh, how did I start? Celine, where would you put Monsters University? Uh, I really love this movie, so if you have the money, I'd say IMAX. Go see it. Marcus? Uh, this theater. Abe? I'd say theater. Yeah, I'd say theater as well. Um, I guess, did anyone see it in 3D? I saw it in 3D. I did not, no. I did. It, yeah, yeah, it's 3D. 3D, 3D. 3D. Yeah, yeah. it's... Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's an animated movie. Things come out sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, it's nothing really else to say. Yeah. Wow. wow. Uh, let's do a little movie callback, callback for callback. Monsters University. This is where we talk about some of the films that may have related in some way to the film that we thought of while we were watching it or after the fact. And uh, any movies come to mind, uh, Marcus? Uh, I'm going to go back to Revenge of the Nerds, The Jock Fraternity. Boom. It's a classic <laughs> The, the, if, if you haven't seen Revenge of the Nerds, watch Revenge of the Nerds. You'll know what I'm talking about. That's all I really got to say. It's a great movie. It's a classic. It, it, it goes it, – it stands the test of time. Featuring um, Robert Carradine and Anthony Edwards. That's right. ER is Anthony Edwards. And uh, James Cromwell as uh, one of their fathers. I think it's Robert Carradine's father. Young James Cromwell who's still like eight feet tall. <laughs> That'll do, big. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, Salim? I, I was trying. I've been trying to think. the The main thing, the main one that I would was thinking of is uh, is is you know Revenge of the Nerds. I hate to even you know use that one already, but it's it's the most prevalent one that I saw and that uh, I was kind of thinking about throughout the entire movie because of how I mean it's pretty much taking the story and just molding it onto the monster world. So that yeah. that probably the most prevalent. I don't feel bad either because that's the one I have. Uh, Revenge of the Nerds. Monsters Inc. Obviously, mm-hmm. and uh, Kung Fu Panda sh- huh. jumped into mind for a little bit while oh, I was watching okay. it. <laughs> <laughs> Abe, uh, I had a uh, Little Monsters. Uh, you know, same. Little Monsters with Howie Mandel. With Howie Mandel, oh. Fred Savage. Is it Nathan Fillion's wow. character looks like the dude? <laughs> he from does actually. Little Monsters. Yes. That's is that it. I like how I'm putting Little Monsters in the show notes now, but I also like that Salim jumped on this because he knows exactly what movie that is. Uh, <laughs> not well, he, down the down monster, to the makeup design of Howie Mandel. I, I, well, hey, if there's one thing I'm going to remember about that movie, it's what the little monster looked like. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Animal House, uh, Dinosaur, the TV show, um, because the professor in the the hall, the, the only oh, he, class he, that you see, he, he totally looks like a... The dad in Dinosaurs, except he's got like, Sinclair. Yes, Earl Sinclair. Earl. Yeah, the professor who was voiced by Alfred Molina, by the way. Oh, oh man! And also uh, the Simpsons episode where Homer goes back to college, uh, or the one where he watches dinosaurs. And they, yeah, and they also catch like the little pig. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Yeah. That's a good yeah yeah. Homer goes to college. Written by Conan, Conan O'Brien. Yeah, he wrote that episode. Well, about... when I did, when I said crusty old Dean, that was definitely referencing that Simpsons episode. <laughs> What about uh, Fast Times? What about Fast Times? I didn't high think of school. that, but yeah. That's high it. school. But I, can yeah. see it. I can see it, though. The pa- yeah, well, just paddles and whatnot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That was that now. Movie callback. Callback, callback, callback. Let's, uh, let's move on to our next film, our film review for 
World War Z. Life as we know it will come to an end in 90 days. It's on us to change that. I can't leave my family. Don't pretend your family is exempt. When we talk about the end of humanity. I don't want to leave you. I have to go. I'll keep my kids safe. a memo sent from this installation. Pretty obvious nobody back home bothered to read it. If I could get into Russia, where would I start? Russia's a black hole. I need answers. Alright, so that should have been some of the trailer for World War Z. This is the film starring Brad Pitt that's I don't want to say based or inspired, but has the title of the book by Matt. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. um, it, yeah. The movie is about a zombie invasion. Not an invasion. It's not like they came in from like London. Like, hey, look, we're here. Uh, it's a zombie epidemic that breaks out. And uh, basically, Brad Pitt is a former UN worker. He has a family. And he, um, after getting his family to safety, he kind of goes on a mission to figure out why this outbreak has happened, why there are people that are infected all over the world causing a mass pandemic of just straight up, let's destroy everything. And, yeah, let's let's stop that before that gets worse. That's kind of the, the, the idea. But, you know, things don't always go as, as well as, as, they, as they plan to. Um, so with that said, let's start with Marcus this time. Marcus, what did you think of World War Z? Um, it was kind of a mixed bag for me. I thought some parts were really success, su- suspenseful, sorry, suspenseful. Um, and I did like what they did with the larger zombie attacks where they made them look almost like locusts just going through. I've never kind of, I've never seen that before on a, on a, on a super large scale. Um, there was two things that held it back for me. One is that it's PG-13. So every time in in a world where they have Walking Dead, you can just turn on Walking Dead. Why are you watching a PG-13 zombie movie? Every time there was something that was going to happen that was gory or violent, overly violent, they would play a loud noise in front of it or turn the camera away or and it's really awkwardly noticeable. And the other thing that held this movie back was at times when in the latter part of the, 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 the movie, when there's one-on-one sequences with these zombies, the zombies don't act or look like we're used to. They look very almost goofy and awkwardly silly. So I think it may take some people out of it, out of the movie. And that is a shame because the, those parts are probably some of the most more suspe- suspenseful parts for me. Um, overall, you know, it's, it's a very hit and miss movie for me. I, I think if you were going to go see it, see it. If you weren't, then, you know, don't. I, I, I also <laughs> thought that the, I also see here. I also thought that the fact that Brad Pitt ad, like adopts the kid is kind of funny. I don't know if that was on purpose or not. So. <laughs> spoiler. That's no. right. It's spoiler. Yeah. That, that is funny. Yeah, that's, yeah. Salim? But I, but I do know that. The amount of people of color in this movie probably has to do with Brad Pitt being in the movie. So, <laughs> but um, I, I no, I anyway, I I really I was actually concerned about this movie way before you know it even came out. Obviously, because of all the issues involved with it, the money, Damon Lindelof coming in for to kind of save the last act. And, script fixer Damon Lindelof. Exactly, and we've seen how he's done uh, fixing scripts as of late. So. I was a little bit worried, but I, I loved it. I, yes, there are a lot, there are issues with this movie, 
Um, but I really kind of forgot about them as I watched the movie because of how in- intense this suspense was. This is probably the most suspenseful, tension-filled zombie movie that I've ever seen, um, which is which is I think hard because. For me, when I go to a zombie movie, I'm not going to it to be, to be scared. I'm going to it because it's a zombie movie. And I, and I feel like this movie was, was successful in being not just a zombie movie. It's this tension-filled uh, thriller um, that all, you know, just happens to be um, about a zombie apocalypse. Um, I, I thought I wasn't going to like the way the zombies looked. I thought they were going to look overly CG, especially from the previews. I thought they were going to remind me of the Smiths from Matrix Reloaded. <laughs> or um, I Am Legend. Yeah, or I Am Legend, exactly. But uh, I was surprised. I, I, I really fell into the way that they looked, and I there were only a couple of moments when I questioned um, how they looked, and I could tell that it was obvious CGI. Um, and I actually liked the third act i'm not going to go into it but i a lot of people are either going to love it or they're going to hate it but i really really enjoyed it because i thought it was smart and i and i like that it made me want more world war z Mm -hmm. either in more of the movie that i'm watching or in a sequel which will hopefully be more um closely related to the max brooks book since the max brooks book um takes place after the zombie apocalypse um, and that, that's actually the other thing that I really liked about this movie. Um, as compared to other zombie movies, this takes place ground zero as the zombie apocalypse is happening. Other movies have done that, but they haven't done it in this way, in this, on this scale. scale. Yeah. On this scale, exact, ever. And, and it's very effective. It's, 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 it's an end of the world movie, um, like we've seen before, but it's also different because we've seen how every other country is dealing with this. And which is another big part of the book, and I, I also really enjoyed that. Uh, again, it's a little bit, um, it's a little bit weird how Brad Pitt goes from place to place. Sometimes it doesn't always work, but at the end of the day, you are on board with it. And and I think the main thing I liked is there's a cause and effect to everything that happens in the movie. There are certain things that you think are supposed to happen. There's certain ways the story looks like it's going, and then certain things happen, and then they have to kind of think on their feet and figure something out. And I really enjoyed that. So, yeah. I really, 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 really enjoyed this movie. Um, I don't know about That's love. a lot of reallys. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about love. It, it's really close to that love. Like, I really love this movie kind of thing, but it's not there just yet. Um, and the reason why is because it's, it's a grounded film. It knows what it's doing, and it kind of stays with that same storyline throughout. Um, it's a singular topic, you know. They're they're not really talking about, oh, well, this is what the the World Health Organization is doing, or this is like what a single family is doing. Uh, it's not like the Contagion feel where it's like you know multiple parties. Even though Contagion is a pretty good movie, um, there's not a lot of different voices. It's just you know one guy trying to figure this out because he's been tasked to do that. Um, you know, the side characters are really not the point of the story, and they're not even there for a very long time, so it doesn't really have to build this world, like, even the Harvard professor, it's like, oh, well, I guess he, I didn't see him in the trailer, and you're not going to see him for the rest of the movie. Uh, One as, like, the darkest comedy moment of the movie. (laughs) Suddenly there's not a character in here anymore that we thought was going to be more important. (laughs) I was sad in that that part. I was was sad, (laughs) but it was like... But then I understood it, and it was like, okay, I get it. (laughs) Like, you know, minus, like, a few slip-ups here and there, no one really does anything dumb, like, in terms of, like, Oh hey, I'm gonna go and you know uh, walk. There's one dumb. There's that one dumb well, thing at the end. Yeah, there, there's not a whole entire section of like I'm gonna go and walk um, into the. I didn't. I didn't want to slap anybody. Like I wanted to slap. Right. Some people. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, I get you on that. Yeah. I get you. Yeah. I mean, like I there, there was like one guy where I want to be like, dude, come on, that's like the third time you messed up. 
Um, but, and really, like, I really liked it because there's no real, like, there's no hero factor in it in terms of, like, you know, there's no need for sacrifice, like Will Smith. Um, it's, it's more of, like, there's no, there's no point in which you're going to see Brad Pitt running from a horde of zombies, all of a sudden he's armed with a gun, and he's just like, go, tell my family I love them. It's like, no, he's a scientist. Or he's, he's like an investigator, and that's what he does. He's, he does know how to handle weapons and stuff like that, but he's not, he's not like a badass, and I think that I really enjoyed that. So again, like, it's a, it's, it's a film where I filmed, I, I like the science aspect of it, and I like the way that they handled it. Um, and I would really recommend this to almost anybody that I saw. Uh, I didn't read the source material, so I have no reference for that at all. Um, I was aware of a lot of the production stuff that was, going on with it, um, being pushed back and also budget as well as reshooting like a lot of scenes, um, and the rewrites in the script. Um, but I must say that, you know, minus all that, um, it's a solid film. I, I think that it, it certainly is something that, um, I would, I actually like what Salim, you had said, I, I basically just wanted to, after I exited, I was like, I think I should see this again. And that's the whole entire aspect of you wanting more. Um, yeah. and that I have not been blown away by any film this summer, but this one, it kind of exceeded my expectations because the, the trailers were like, whatever. It looks like the CG looks pretty bad. And the storyline, I don't even know what's going on. Um, but I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah, that's going to be pretty much an agreement there. Um, this is like this is like Men in Black 3 last year, Abe. I mean, it, <laughs> in terms of like everything shouted against you liking this, wanting to like this movie. And it's like there's so many production troubles. The script's being written as we speak. Oh, yeah. there, there's no reason for me to like want to enjoy this movie. But that movie ended up really surprising me of how much I enjoyed it. What Wait, was you like Men in Black Three? I did a lot. I'd say it's the best. I'd say it's the best of the series. I still like Ooh. the most. You take, you, you move take, on. I'm just fine. You take away nostalgic. <laughs> move on. <laughs> if I take away nostalgic love for the first Men in Black, I would easily say it's the uh, best of the series. Uh, uh, oh Lord. <laughs> anyway, World War Z. I was incredibly shocked by how much I enjoyed this yeah. movie. I had nothing but low expectations for this film. I am a huge fan of Max Brooks's World War Z. This movie is nothing like that but that's not something that hindered my enjoyment of the film. It's such a, a straightforward action zombie movie that just knows what it's doing. It seems very, for being a movie that had so many problems, it seems so very confident in what it's trying to present. It's just effective at being a, a, a quick paced action thriller about the end of, about the end of the world, about a pandemic breaking out. And I was just really taken in by it. It, it has, a lot of just great action set pieces in there, I think, and like Brad Pitt's there the whole way with you, so you know you feel like you're in competent hands, I guess. But like the the movie does a good job of kind of setting up who he is and setting up this, you know the stakes involving his character and why he's able to why why he has a certain skill set that makes him like it makes him feel like a character that's you know kind of like real but like believable. And, and Brad Pitt's just you know a good actor, so it helps as well. But the the movie just bounces around from place to place, and you're kind of really in the groove of it the whole time. I was just really impressed by how engaged I was with this story. I could say that you can kind of see where some of the where some of the elements of the book are like trying to feed their way into what this film is. I mean, the book is the book's an oral history that takes place after the events of a zombie war, and this movie takes place during the events, obviously. So it's 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 right there. The story's thrown out the window. But you, can, but you can kind of see with, with Brad Pitt's character being like a UN worker, how he and he's like kind of going around to different areas and getting getting an idea of how things went down and why things are the way they are from place to place. And that makes up a good, you know, two thirds of the movie before you get to the third act, which is a lot quieter and slower. And it's all right. Like, I, I think it, I 
I was more on the edge of my seat by the for, from the first two thirds than I was with like the third act, which is it's fine for what it's doing. I I I'm not a big fan of the the very pat ending that it gets to, mm. but I mean getting getting there the whole way through, I was just really entertained. Like this is a movie that I'll easily recommend just because. I was entertained by it, and there's there, there's less in the way of flaws that I have to bring up as opposed to other movies that I've seen this summer. This is a movie I just want to give praise to because of how effective I felt it being. I like the zombies. So, the zombies to me, they look fine. I was fine. I mean, they, I would so say the, the giants, the giant CG waves of zombies. At times, you can be like, "Well, that's just a giant CG wave of zombies." But I mean, this, the smaller right. moments of zombies, I didn't have a problem with them. I, so six. nobody had a problem with the BG thirteen. I, I I was actually surprised I, by that. Like I bought my ticket. Yeah. I was like, and, "Okay, PG thirteen? And I was like, "I mean, yeah, no, let me give you some, yeah. Let me give you for an uh, an example here. I'm not going to ruin anything, but there are a point. There's a point when somebody is going to somebody gets bitten and they're going to kill themselves. Yeah, and it's handled so poorly. That I was, I was just taken out of the movie, and this happens over and over again. I'm not going to mention what happens later with, you know, an appendage, but that's handled so poorly, and it's all due to the PG-13 ness of it. I certainly, it's, it's so blatantly. It's PG-13. I mean, well, I I get that it is, and it's just I the I, in my mind, the second I saw Brad Pitt signs up to be a part of World War Z, I'm think I never thought this movie was going to be R-rated. Like that's how I went into it. Like I never expected it to be a gory movie. The second that I knew it was going to be a big Paramount summer blockbuster film, there that never. So I I wasn't expecting to see a ton of zombie gore. And but you but you liked Twenty Eight Days Later. I love I'm a huge zombie movie. And you yeah I know you're a huge you're a huge Walking Dead guy. Yeah. How how can you put Walking if you put Walking Dead and this movie side by side and they're different? Yeah, they're obviously. But the zombie realism in The Walking Dead totally supersedes anything in this movie. This the, the zombie realism in this movie is laughable. It's a way of how I it's it's a way of how I gauge my expectations. Like I'm going into this movie, I know it's a PG-13 summer blockbuster, and like from everything that and so Sue, Sue said it best, where like it doesn't like it just happens to have zombies in it. The thing is, yeah. the movies. Yeah. The movie's more about it's about the yeah. tension that's building because of a crazy pandemic breaking out. Yeah. It's it's not about the fact that there are zombies. Would I have loved to see zombie gore and action? Like, <laughs> of course I would. I'd love, love I'd see the hell out of that. I'd, I'd be lining up there to see it again if there was crazy gore in this movie as well as an entertaining zombie flick. But I mean, I just, I, the I, way I, it was handled was really shoddy. I mean, see, I would say I, I would I, 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 on one like you know, there's that point where like the army captain kind of like just goes off screen and you're like, meh. Well, and it feels yeah. like an ADR moment. It does. Yeah. Like, he's like, ah, one of them now. Signing off. Yeah. I'd be the first to, to definitely harp on the fact that there's no violence in this because I, I hate it when you can tell that they've made it a PG-13 movie. Um, but this one, for some reason, I mean, there are a couple of moments where I maybe it says something more about me that I yearn to see the gore. I yearned for that walking deadness. But it, it, it didn't it didn't take me out of the movie because of how breakneck of a pace this movie was it's almost like i thought about it for two or three seconds and then i was on to the next scene of crazy suspense and tension so i i guess i didn't i didn't think about it that much like but honestly the reason i didn't think about the pg-13 rating i had no problem with it was because again it's not so much set in like a, a world of um this guy versus all these zombies like face to face per se he's trying to solve a, a problem and he's he's relatively safe he's he's pretty high up there in terms of ranking so he's never really going to see these problems firsthand I, I do appreciate that you guys are bringing this up because 
you know, zombie gore, yeah, sure, you would love to see some guy, like, sucking the face off of the other guy, or, like, eating intestine. Sucking the face, yes. Yes. <laughs> well, they <laughs> showed, exactly they, they showed that, actually, in the uh, in the opening credits, like, you know, the guy in Miami going off the, uh, the weird, uh, the bath salts, but, uh, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's quite disturbing, don't watch it, <laughs> but, uh, uh, no, you know, it, he's not, it's not about that, it, it's, it's not about, I, I kind of just, figured that it was more about the science aspect of it and just trying to solve this stuff because these zombies, like, they are zombies. It's clearly said right in the beginning of the movie. Um, and, uh, uh, what you Oh, that's, that's another thing before I forget. Yeah. The, it's rare in movies that they say this word zombie. It's just not something for some reason that they like to say. They like to act like they've yeah. never heard of zombies right. before ever. And I'm glad that they actually talked about it. Cause it's, it really annoys me when they do that. I mean, it's something that trip me for me as a person that enjoys zombie movies. I like the yes, I like that they they called them zombies and then people scoffed at the notion of hearing the word zombie right. in real life. But I mean, in, in other zombie movies, I like that because it it makes me not have to worry about why people are doing certain things if they've never if they know what zombies are to begin with. Like it. it the idea of like having that that knowledge expunged from your mind, like you just that just never was a concept to you. That that makes me be able to justify some character actions in certain movies. This movie, I get, I get it, like, I get, okay. I, and yeah. and just even to, then, to quickly finish the yeah, point, is essentially just you know these are just a different type of zombie. They, they're not there to like eat your guts and stuff like that. They kind of just like uh, they they just spread the infection and like uh, I. Especially like the way it, it's close. It's closer to twenty eight days later, where it's, it's just rage. Yeah, yeah. No, you're you're right. There's there's a scene where he bites a a guy in the very beginning, and he doesn't like gorge on him. He just kind of just, bites him, and, and then, then goes away. And the guy takes the rest of the, the work over and kills his yeah. other family. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> there's some there's some into, like the first like thirty minutes of this movie are like great. Like they're just like great intense like breakneck filmmaking. Like there's this there's a scene where like Brad Pitt like he he's getting his family to a helicopter. And he like he's holding the door back, right? Or, or oh, no, like gosh. even before that, like he's getting he's getting out there, and he he's like just fought off some zombies in the stairway, and then he like he, and he's worried because he got blood on him yeah. from a zombie, so he runs out to the edge of a, bo- a roof, oh, and yeah, he's like he's ready to jump off if he turns into a zombie. Yeah. It's like really intense, and you're you like, know, bam. Was really well but I like that. Yeah, exactly. I agree with you, Marcus. I, yeah, it's just yeah. well thought out because that's what the same thing I was thinking. Oh no, he's getting blood in his mouth, and then they thought of it, and they're like, oh, you know what? He's gonna take precautions because. He knows what this is. He doesn't want to hurt his family. And it's just, this is great. <laughs> no, I'm glad that you brought up that scene because it's a great example of, you know that nothing's going to happen um, to Brad Pitt when he's keeping the door closed from the zombies coming out. But you're just so tense-filled when he lets go of the door when he's running to the helicopter. It's, it just is such a great moment. And I love that about this movie, especially when you know that this guy, nothing's going to happen to him, but... The fact that these zombies are running at him—it's it's great. At least in the, in the at least in the first hour or so, like you'd be like, oh, Brad Pitt's probably pretty safe. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. He's probably gonna make it around. Um, but uh, I will—I'll say this. I'll bring it because there is there are, there are. I mean, it's not a perfect movie by any means. Yeah, there definitely. are there are issues I have with it. My main issue that I have is that it really—that's all this movie is. It's an action chase intense movie, but there's not much more to it. And my favorite zombie movies, the, which are the best ones, like Dawn of the Dead, Night of the Living Dead, they're movies that. They have a lot. They have a lot going on in the themes. There's a lot of social commentary. There's a lot of political undertones, and that's in the book as well, especially. Mm-hmm. Which is, and none of there's none of that in this movie. Like you can, there's some arguments. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna bring that like up too because I sort of felt some of that. 
There's a it's, little bit. There's a little bit, bit, but it's not something that like it's like you watched like George A. Romero's '78 Dawn of the Dead, and that's a movie that has consumerism as a huge theme, uh-huh. and it has a lot of things going on about just kind of politics at the time. And then you watch like Zack Snyder's remake of that movie, and there's none of that. It's a straight up action zombie movie, and I like that movie a lot. But it's you can you can see where they just they ditched all the the depth of that movie and just made it a straightforward thing. And that's what World War Z feels like to me. It feels like they did. They didn't really want to take any chances of having more going on. They just wanted to show an action movie, and that's what I got, and I was entertained by that. But I, I, it's not a movie that I would say makes me think about anything else beyond, hey, is Brad Pitt going to make it out of the situation? To what extent do you think um, it's going to change in terms of what they're going to be focusing on for the second movie? Whereas this movie seemed like it was a setup of the world and the action and the apocalypse, do you think that they're going to maybe go towards some of the social commentary for the second movie? I'd like to think that. I mean, it, it, it's the same as any kind of, for example, like superhero movies where the first one you have to establish who this character mm-hmm. is and the world they live in, and the second movie is able to dive into deeper themes. And so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I'd like to think that uh, if they made a sequel to World War Z, World War Z 2, still Zine, they, <laughs> yeah. they, they, would, um, they would possibly attack some of those some of those ideas um, maybe cool. bring in more of what the, depending on what time it takes place in it could actually involve what the book actually is more which i think would be very interesting mm. mm-hmm. yeah well they do some po- some interesting things uh like kind of about like politically about differing nations yeah um like they go to they go to oh, Is- yeah. uh, Is- you know, they go to israel which is interesting and that part of the, is a little bit a little tiny bit from the book uh, yeah. About them building a wall before everybody, so they they try to do that. And what I like is because I remember when they went to the whole Israel part, I was really wondering how they were going to deal with it. And I, for Same. the most part, I, I like. Yeah, they did it. It was pretty good. Yeah, I was, I was worried was about also that. Talks of like the North Korean. Yeah, that yeah. part was thing cool too. too. That one yeah. part was cool. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not got ideas. Like I'm not sure changing the movie on not being creative because I think it's very creative in how it presents. Like you guys, it like it just has this grand scale to it, which you just haven't seen before. It is in a zombie movie, and so it's it's very it's very interesting in that manner. I would yeah, say. the yeah. scale is big. I, I I did like that, especially has a it's a global phenomenon, and also it didn't perhaps start in the U.S. and also the U.S. isn't really here to save the day, even though Brad Pitt's American. Okay. Um, it's not like oh, you know, it's not a Bill Pullman speech, um, but Bill Pullman speech is still great, by the way. But yeah, this movie could have had more Bill Wilson speeches. That would not be. If, no, but you know, it's it's, it's still it's still zing if it, they have. Yeah, but essentially, it's not like America, you know, saving everybody. It's more of like, okay, well, this is a global global pandemic, and we're gonna try and work together to to figure this out because that's what we should really do. Because it's not just us facing this issue; it's it's everybody. I also like the 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 destruction of, uh, I guess, the fast paced destruction. Like you see cities fall within like hours, and it's really amazing. Yeah. Just like the way that. Uh, yeah. And I would really think that that would happen. You fought in the yet? Philly, Newark, Tibet. What about Houston, Lewis? Baltimore, right? Detroit? Guys, I'll be honest with you. I don't know of any place back home that's doing very well. And the other thing is also the, uh, there, there's a scene where Brad Pitt and his family have to get some supplies from a grocery store. That's basically the way that I would imagine uh, something like this. Um, you know, there's just mass chaos, looting. Uh, I thought I was watching uh, November 29th, Black Friday or something. <laughs> <laughs> but it's really scary. It's like a scary topic. It's the same thing in it happened in Contagion, too, when Matt Damon is trying to get some stuff. And it's just, you know, people are just crazy, like, in masses. It reminds me of what Tommy Lee Jones says in Men in Black, which is kind of weird. 
Um, but he's just like, you know, people are stupid in groups, but as an individual, you know, there's actually, you can reason with them. I mean, there's logic there. Um, and that always kind That's of... the first Men in Black, right? Yeah, the first yes. Men in Black, yeah. And that kind we, of we just make, we'll just make callbacks to every Men in Black movie. <laughs> and in the third <laughs> one, I, I liked when Josh Brolin knows. <laughs> Not, but, oh, wow. Yeah, no. it, it's just really... Um, I, I found that to be, you know, realistic in a sense. That's why I felt as the movie was really grounded. Because it's not, you know, again, no one's taking like 50 caliber ammunition bullets uh, to the head because the army is there to save your day. And there's no Bruce Willis there to declare martial law or whatever. It's just it, a siege reference. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. I'm glad that you caught that. Jeez. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I will, yeah. I will... I'll say that also, in, uh, from Far Cry Away from Grounded, the um, the zombie, you know, ant hills that happen, in context, I really enjoyed this. Like, I thought that was really interesting to watch. Like, a, yeah. this zombie's, like, just making this giant, like, ladder to get up and get to where they need to go. Like, the reason why that happens and how it kind of plays out in the movie, it's, it's like, really yeah. intense, yeah. actually. The, be- the, the best shots in this movie are the, those super far shots where... You just oh, see yes. them Agreed. like locusing over cities, yeah. and like, you know you, you can't tell one from the other, but they're just moving forward. Yeah, those like, are the most stadiums, are the and they're also like at the Kremlin or whatever. It's like it's crazy. Like well, even like that yeah. plane sequence oh, is the, insane. Like that, that was yeah. incredible. That was uh, that was very tense. I love that scene. Stupid dog. <laughs> <laughs> Try to warn everybody. <laughs> But yeah, I, I really, I also really enjoyed this music. It was like kind of oh, upbeat yeah. and and uh, nothing like overly dramatic. You know, no slow mo Brad Pitt jumping through a glass window, or whatever. It's actually just kind of. I it, love that music. Boom! <laughs> <laughs> no, it reminded me of like a Oblivion, uh, where it's like you know, you know, the guy who directed Oblivion kind of does like techno beats and also. Um, he enjoys his techno. Yeah, he, he basically. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, no, I, what, yeah, yeah, I'm 83. Yeah, and this movie, yeah, this was a, a combination of Marco Beltrami, who's done many scores, and um, uh, Muse. So oh, really, yeah, yeah, yeah Muse wow. had the, I, didn't, the, I didn't know that. The first song, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Anything else to say about World War Z before we wrap up? Interestingly enough, um, everything that Damon Lindelof wrote was uh, from the airplane scene to the end. Yeah, it was yeah the airplane oh, wow. scene at the end, uh, including including on the air like I would have including, including the airplane scene. Yeah, yeah. I would have because I would have thought it was when the when the plane lands. I guess exactly. would be the way I'd phrase it. Yeah. Like, that's what I would. That's what that I thought. felt like the third act. I was yeah, like, okay, exactly. the third act. So, yeah, it, was, yeah. it was the entirety <laughs> of the plane scene and onwards, as well as a few added scenes like the opening scenes of, mm-hmm. of Brad Pitt mm-hmm. with his family, the um, a scene, uh, the grocery store scene actually, and like oh, the scene. You know, a scene you know that? A, a scene in the camper. There's a lot of these things that are just added. I, added I'm in. very curious how much of the original film was shot and if we'll ever we'll see it. But I mean, that'd be interesting. Yeah. Regardless, I mean, I've, <laughs> I'll, I'll link this to the show notes. But there is a there's a whole article about what what the alternate ending what, what the yep. what the alternate like 40 minutes of this movie was. And but, it was like a huge battle sequence of some sort. Yeah. Which so, I uh, may not have enjoyed as much. But uh, I, yeah. the last thought is just like uh, the action starts basically right away, and I think that that's a uh, I think that's a good thing. You don't have to really set up like exposition of you know who these people are. It kind of happens along the way. It's very little time wasted. Yeah, yeah. it's a very surprised. I, very. Surprised. I think I think that's one of the reasons why I would want to just kind of go in and see it again because you literally are waste you waste no time in getting into in in terms of getting entertained. It's like five minutes into yeah. it, you're in the movie. Well, hopefully, hopefully there'll be an unrated version with plenty of zombie gore, so Marcus can be happy, and um, we'll we'll see. That's right. <laughs> Let's uh, let's get to our rating. Um, once again, uh, Marcus, your uh, thoughts? Um, was there a DVD? Yeah. yeah, HBO yeah. TV. Forget about Netflix. HBO TV. 
Um, yeah. Netflix. Netflix it. Netflix, Netflix Blu-ray? No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you have that option. Pushing it, Aaron. <laughs> Celia? Uh, theater, definitely. Abe? I'd say IMAX. This is something that you should see. Wow. Oh. Abe loved it. Yeah, I really, I really liked it. Really, really liked it. <laughs> yeah, really, 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 really. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, theater. I have strong theater for sure. I was, I was very... Very like I don't get surprised very often these days at the movies. Like I generally, I have a good idea of you know either if, if I'm gonna like it or dislike it. I'm, I'm generally not surprised by how much I do. And this movie surprised me, and so that's that. You win this round. Pitch. <laughs> <laughs> Got this. But uh, yeah, how about a little movie callback? Callback, callback, callback. Once again, talk about some movies that we thought of during or after. Uh, Marcus. Um, I wouldn't say Shaun of the Dead, just because it was a better movie. <laughs> That's what I was saying. I was saying, well, every every melodramatic scene in this movie where I wanted to walk out of the walk out of the theater and, or wait for another action scene to start, I was thinking of Shaun of the Dead. So, Salib? Uh Jason Bourne with zombies. Nice. <laughs> that's the the. the yep. Yeah, bam. Bam. The, that's the, it. The, um, <laughs> the unborn identity. I got it. Exactly. Abe. <laughs> hey. Uh, yeah. Uh, Outbreak Contagion, the video game Left 4 Dead 2. Um, all that stuff. I also wanted to mention for Monsters Incorporated or Monsters University, it also reminded me of Friday the 13th because uh, at the lake there, it's like, oh, it's Camp Crystal Lake. Good job, Abe. Thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, Dawn of the Dead, the 2004 version. Contagion, World of the Worlds, actually. In, not, that's not even a movie I like very much, but in terms of having you know the singular focus of one main character mm-hmm. as he's going through it, crazy stuff, that movie came to mind. I Am Legend as well, although that's kind of after the fact. And uh, 28 Days or 28 Weeks Later, um, which I just rewatched because I felt like it. And, uh, God, good movies. <laughs> hey, have you seen Weeks? I think we talked about that before. Have you seen I, I saw Days and I started watching Weeks, um, and I forget what happened. I think my internet, you gotta, like, you got to watch down. Weeks. That, weeks. That's one with, like, Weeks Hawkeye. isn't bad at all. Weeks is really weeks, good. Like, weeks has one of the best openings. Oh, my God, yeah. Oh, yeah, heck yeah. yeah. And has Idris Elba, so. And Idris Elba, yeah, exactly. right? Yeah. Blacking it yep. up. Yeah. Yep. Oh my god, Hawk, uh, Jeremy Renner is fantastic in that movie, okay. and it, yep. the, 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 the characters that are used in that movie, the way they cut, they come in and come out of, of 28 Weeks Later, is it's, it's, re- it's a dark movie, I'll say this. I'll check it out. Uh, yeah. Um, not to take away from 28 Days Later as well, but they're both, they're both in my, I keep watching Weeks, and it's like they're both equal to me at this point. You know what's funny about 28 Days Later and War of the Rosie? Both Pepsi sponsored. <laughs> yes. Oh yes, that last. Uh, yeah. Oh, that scene. Yeah. <laughs> hey, let's take let's take a break here to talk a take, talk a little word from our sponsor. Uh, today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audio do- book download at www.audibletrial.com/outnowpodcast. There are over one hundred thousand titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. For you, the listeners of Out Now, Theron, and Abe, Audible is offering a free audiobook download for a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. I have a book to recommend this week for, for our people that want to download their free audiobook by going to audibletrial.com. Uh, the Pixar Touch, The Making of a Company. This is The Pixar Touch is a lively chronicle of Pixar Animation Studios' history and evolution and the fraternity of geeks who shaped it with the help of visionary businessman Steve Jobs and their animating genius genius John Lasseter, Pixar has become the gold standard of animated filmmaking, beginning with a short special effects shot made at Lucasfilm in 1982, all the way up through their landmark films, Toy Story, Finding Nemo, WALL-E, and others. So yeah, that's a book I'd recommend on there. You can get at Audible. Uh, so to download your free audiobook today, go 
to audibletrial.com slash outnowpodcast. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash outnowpodcast for your free audiobook. You guys get a free audiobook. We get, you know, some, we get some credit for that, and that's great for yeah. us. So it helps. Everyone wins. There's no one that loses except Marcus. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> right. Why you gotta do that? So they have, well, because they have a novelization of Beast of the Sun Wild. So. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> While he's on the show, too. Exactly. Yeah. Salim, uh, just to just to bring you up to speed, Marcus is the one person that doesn't like me, so there's something else I need to bring up. <laughs> He's uh, I'm the one person that'll say it. I'm the one person that'll say it. I think that's what it is. I've, I've met maybe a couple other people who don't like it as much, but yeah. Thank you. Thank you. But I'm not among them. I brother, love them. thank you, brother. <laughs> Black it up. No, but I love that movie. <laughs> <laughs> However, I didn't understand it, so I guess, you know, whatever. Yeah. Hmm. Anyhow. All right. Let's, uh, okay. Let's, let's okay. 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 <laughs> <laughs> it's over. Audible trial. Com, so podcast. <laughs> let's move on to our uh, out now feedback. 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 Of course, we have our Facebook page, facebook.com slash out now podcast and our Twitter page, twitter.com slash underscore podcast. But with those, we put up questions throughout the week and we get feedback from, you know, some people that like to interact with us. And so I got some here. So here we go. I'm going to go through it. Abe and I are going to go through yeah. it. Here we go. Uh, favorite prequels. I asked this and, uh, Tyler put, uh, definitely enjoyed Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Um, Jason has The Hobbit. Uh, Brandon Peters, <laughs> Brandon, Brandon of the show. He, I put a, a, a Wikipedia link to prequels just to keep people's, you know, eyes open on what prequels are. And he, he has a big question regarding uh, escape, conquest, and battle of the Planet of the Apes are prequels. Lots of question marks. They take place in the past, but they're not prequels. That'd be like saying the second half of Back to the Future Two is, and, <laughs> and the entire Back to the Future Part Three are prequels. <laughs> Point. Oh, yeah. I was gonna say Back to the Future too. <laughs> and that, uh, Can I still use that? If you want to. Uh, let's see. Hezron. He says Lethal Weapon Two and First Blood Part Two, which are very confusing to me because those are not prequels at all. <laughs> but that's what he put down. So there you go. You never know. Uh, we also ask uh, favorite movies with helicopters in it. Ryan <laughs> Ryan Lippitt wrote Apocalypse Now. I hear Wagner every time that I see more than one helicopter flying. Mark Johnson wrote Apocalypse Now for the win. Graham wrote Black Hawk Down. Scott Mendelson wrote Reign of Fire. So many helicopters. <laughs> if anyone remembers Reign of Fire, just recall what the poster is versus what the movie is. Uh, Christopher Hill wrote Apocalypse Now, and Blue Thunder is a second. And Jason Ritter wrote Batman 1989 and Die Hard. Uh, let's see, next one. What's best, multiple eyes, multiple arms, or multiple legs? Alan Aguilera, friend of the show, of course, has well. I have a third leg that works out pretty well for him. That's that's nice. <laughs> Good to Ryan, know. Ryan would put multiple arms for sure. You don't really need more than one eye, and I feel like those blades they make to replace your legs are pretty rad. <laughs> we also then asked, what type of horde could you outrun? Jason wrote, horde of angry Star Trek fans. John Davis wrote, a horde of four hundred pounders. My only hope right now. Scott Mendelson wrote, very large, slow animals, non-athletic adults. Or children under the age of uh, seven. <laughs> Stephen wrote, Horde of Old Men with Canes. And Willie Drow wrote, Horde of Small Hong Men. Which, I guess, makes a lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> Horde of wow. Small Hong Men. Right. <laughs> Your relatives, Abe? Are they chasing? <laughs> They're chasing Willie, apparently. <laughs> apparently, okay. Let's, uh, that was out now. Feedback. Feedback, feedback, feedback. Thank you, everybody, for who, um, you know, helped, you know submit their own you know, thoughts on the yeah. questions we post. It's always fun getting feedback from listeners. And, you know, who doesn't like being part of the show? Right, Marcus? 
right? It's a, it's that enthusiasm. <laughs> that was a delayed, that's like, that was a delayed that's, answer. That's what keeps it coming back every time I ask him. That's that's the, the enthusiasm. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> you know uh, what to expect from yeah. There you go. Let's get. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to box office. Each week and out now for anime, we go over the box office results and find out if our previous week's predictions were anywhere near what actually happened. Hey, if you recall what you predicted last yeah, week? I remember uh, something that I, I was expecting Superman to take a 50% hit um, and still be first place. I think uh, I said like 50 or 60 million, 52 or 62 million. I forget. I forget. You said 59 million. You know, first, okay. still, uh, Mark Hoban said first place Monsters University with 80 million. I said 74 million Monsters University. Scott said Monsters with 66 million. Scott Mendelson, friend of the show. Um, but Mark is our winner yeah. this week, actually, because Monsters University cleaned the floor, kind of, because it came in first place at $82 million. Wow. We're pretty dead on, almost, for Mark Owen. He nailed it. Um, World War Z, though, not to be outdone, which many thought would be like third place at like 30-something, it doubled that. $66 million in second place, that's which is... Bad, but, but budget. That's not, that's not bad. Yeah. That's, that's not bad. That's I mean, not you know, bad. They're... they're the word of mouth will help, yeah, because people, you know, like it apparently. Yeah. It's certainly an expensive <laughs> it's certainly an expensive movie, but this is better than anything Paramount could have hoped for, I'd imagine. Like I don't no no one's saying, Wow, we I can't believe we didn't make a hundred million. No one is expecting that. Right. No one is expecting sixty six million dollars either. So very surprising yes. on Superman though. Superman dropped a lot. More than more than fifty percent, yeah. And yeah, it's uh, dropped sixty. Dropped like a horror movie. I, I'm glad though. Deserve, deservedly so. Yeah, I think a lot. I think <laughs> yes, very much. You know, just as word of mouth help is hopefully going to help out World War Z. You know, word of mouth. I'm pretty sure hurt Superman or Man of Steel, and I'm glad. Not because... War. That movie's that movie's very divisive. Yeah, so. but I'm glad that it didn't do well. <laughs> <laughs> They're still going to make another one. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> you can only see good things from a sequel to Superman, let alone a Justice League movie. But you know, whatever. <laughs> Man of Steel, yeah, came in third place at forty-one million dollars. Um, this is the end. Also, not as not a steep drop at all. Thirteen million for this kind of movie. It's art that already made back its budget in the first weekend. Yeah, so, yeah. not doing bad. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll keep going and into the summer. See how things turn out for the box office wager. Of course, we'll see if if Abe's prediction of Man of Steel getting ninth place in the summer will come close to being true. <laughs> Was that me or was that Alan? I'm pretty sure it was Alan. No, no, it's you. Oh, it's, okay. It's, it's, still, it's still you. That, that credit's not you. Oh, okay. All right, moving on. <laughs> hold on. Right, we just got. Hold on. We just got some new listener feedback. Oh, let me just all right. Right now. Feedback, feedback. In answer to the "What's best, multiple eyes, multiple arms, or multiple legs?" question, Patrick Butler put yes. Okay, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> uh, perfect. Let's uh, let's get on to. Uh, actually, I think we have oh, time. Aaron, I, I think it's time for some games. Oh, it was monsterific this week. That was my tribute to Randy Newman, of course. Uh, whose score is very good, by the way. I was really into the the drum roll action going on in Monsters University. Yeah, I was really impressed. Right? Yeah, I was I was expecting like a song from him, like there was that monster over there. Like, <laughs> like, like <laughs> instead there was a monster in me. Right. <laughs> do that again. That was good. Can't do it. Uh, that's called crabs, and there's more than one. Um, <laughs> oh. But, okay, I have a first game here. This one, um, this one's called Zombie or Monster. Mm, okay. And basically, I'm going to make a sound, and you're going to have to tell me if it's a zombie or just a straight up monster. Okay. But the, the 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 catch of this game wow. though is that you all have to come into a consensus on whether or not it's one or the other. Ah. So it's a group. Okay. Ooh, so you okay. all have to Are agree. Are all on based on real live uh, uh, movie characters that we've seen in the past? No, they're based on actual zombies and monsters that I've heard. Oh, okay. All right. Obviously. Is this a game? 
Yeah, this is a game. Right. Here we go. There's, yeah. only, all right, all right, all right. there's only three of these. So, okay, here we go. Okay. Here, here's the first one. You all need to agree on one. Bobcat, yeah, I think it's a zombie okay. bobcat. Zombie yeah. bobcat, there you go. Zombie bobcat, that it is. Oh, sorry. Uh, the correct answer was monster. Oh, jeez. Monster. <laughs> <laughs> Which monster? So hard. It's just monster. I mean, it's it was, just monster. Okay. It's not a zombie. That's, like, a that's like the monster who uh, mops at, at midnight. Here comes, here, comes here comes the next one. It's got to be a zombie. That's got to be a zombie. Come on, man. Zombie. You're fucking with us now. I mean, sorry. I'm gonna, I'm gonna... You're messing with us now. Although I think it's a werewolf. It's a zombie. It's a mermaid. It's a mermaid. I'm sorry, guys. It was a monster. What? Damn it. What? It's almost as if we choose one and you go with the opposite answer. <laughs> <laughs> you guys gotta just guess the right ones. I'm sorry. Here we go. Here's the last one. Right. Uh, Aaron at the dentist. Right. That's true. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like some suction. Yeah. That's actually correct, guys. You actually oh, nailed yes. that one. You said he at the dentist. I don't know how you <laughs> That was supposed to be a trick question. You nailed it. Yeah, sounds like Yes. Oh, my God. Okay. Okay, that's how you play Zombie or Monster. One out of three... <laughs> <laughs> that's a good game. Pretty like, good. We might have to play that again sometime. When uh, next romantic comedy that comes out, we'll play that. <laughs> um, let's get the next one. Okay, the next game we have, it's a Pixar quiz. It's a Pixar quote Uh-oh. quiz. And Uh-oh. I'm going to read some quotes, and I can give bo- – there's multiple choice, but I can, you know, you can if you know it, then just say it. If we know but, before, uh, you end the, uh, before you end your question, can we let – me, let, me, let me end the quote okay. before you guess, sure. okay? And uh, one guess, okay? If you get it wrong, then, you know, screw you. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Here's the first one. You are the boss. You are the boss. You are the big hairy boss. Mm. These are Pixar quotes. These are Pixar quotes, not Philip Seymour Hoffman having sex. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Yeah, I got that. Oh, I got that image in my head. Thank exactly. you. Yeah, that's how I do Thanks it. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Appreciate. It. Thank yeah. you for that. Zombie or monster? <laughs> <laughs> you are the boss. You are the boss. You are the big hairy boss. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna guess. Uh, can can I, I guess? Let me give you some multiple choice. That is your guess. Oh, okay. okay. Toy Story, A Bug's Life, Ratatouille, or Monsters Inc. Uh, a Bug's Life. Monsters Inc. Monsters Inc. That's what I was gonna guess. Monsters Inc. is the correct answer. Mike Wazowski <laughs> says this is Sully while he's exercising before work. Ah. So who gets the, who gets the, the right the point? With the two guys that got oh, the point, okay. you got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> That's, okay. who. <laughs> That's who Abe. That works. <laughs> Here we go. Next one. Oh, I'm detecting nuttiness. All right. Finding Nemo, Ratatouille, Toy Story 2, A Bug's Life. Ratatouille. Ratatouille. Ratatouille is the correct answer. <sighs> While Remy is trying to teach a meal about food, he asks him, are you detecting a certain oaky nuttiness? That <laughs> was the meal's report. Oh, I remember now. I recall. Here's the next <laughs> I shall call him Squishy, and he shall be mine, and he shall be my Squishy. Uh, Finding Nemo, Cars, The Incredibles, Toy Story. It's Toy a... Story? No, it, I know this say quote. It. <laughs> say it. Can you say it again? I shall call him Squishy, and he shall be mine, and he shall be my Squishy. Hmm. Finding Nemo, Cars, The Incredibles, Toy Story. I want to say Finding Nemo. I'm going to go with Toy Story. Pretty sure it's Darla. Uh, the correct answer is Finding Nemo. The correct <sighs> name is Dory. So it, oh, Dory. Ah. <laughs> Dory says this about a jellyfish that she finds above the Yes, yeah. Uh, by the way, Finding Dory is the name of the next... Uh, Finding Nemo movie that comes out Indeed. in 
6.15, I think. Mm-hmm. Okay, here we go. Name the Pixar movie that contains this quote. Goodbye. Okay, I'm good. <laughs> this is. Toy Story 2, Monsters, Inc., A Bug's Life, or Cars? Uh, I'm going to say uh, Cars. Goodbye. Okay, I'm good. Say Cars. So uh, I go with Cars as well. The correct answer is Cars. Uh, Mater uh, says this to Lightning McQueen during the final race. Doc Hudson told Lightning that they came because Mater didn't want to go get to say goodbye. Oh. I don't watch NASCAR. <laughs> Here we go. Next one. You have saved our lives. We are eternally grateful. Uh, Toy Story. Toy Story. Cars. Toy yeah. Story 2. Toy Story. The correct answer was Toy Story 2. Oh. No, what? Aliens from the Pizza Planet say this to Mr. Potato Head when he keeps them from flying out of the... Uh, uh, all of you are wrong. I you trickster. I gave, I gave you the multiple choice answers. <laughs> you dental monster. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds awful. <laughs> I need that as my ringtone. <laughs> I'll record it for you. After <laughs> she just answer the phone like that always. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I think Aaron needs some help. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, every third blink is slower. Cars, Toy Story, Finding Nemo, Monsters, Inc. Oh. I'm telling you, man, every third blink, blink is slower. I'm going to say Monsters, Inc. Yeah, Monsters, Inc. Yeah, same. The correct answer is cars. Fillmore says this to Sarge about the traffic light in Radiator Springs. Uh, it's drug humor in cars. Forgetful. Uh, yeah. Here we go, next one. What a great movie. Extremely dangerous, keep out of reach of children. Cool. The Incredibles, Toy Story 2, Cars, or Toy Story? The Incredibles. Yeah. The Incredibles. The answer is Toy Story. Oh, Sick. what? Sid says this while reading the rocket. Oh, oh, oh yeah! Because I was thinking like, right. oh, that sounds like something Dash would say. That's right. I'm coming over to collect your Pixar cards if you don't get these next couple. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, first rule of leadership: everything is your fault. The Incredibles, A Bug's Life, Monsters Inc., or Toy Story Two. Bug's Life. I think it's a Bug's Life. A Bug's Life. Uh, a Bug's Life. Okay. A Bug's Life is the correct answer. Woo! Yes. This is what Hopper says to Princess. Ada, after discovering that the food left for the grasshoppers is gone, Flick's newest inv- invention has knocked the food off the offering table where it was left for the grasshoppers. Flick totally ruined them. <laughs> no, it, it wasn't Flick's fault. <laughs> oh, was it? It wasn't it was his a... stupid invention that knocked the balance out? <laughs> that invention would have saved them so much time. Oh my <laughs> <It> god. <laughs> I think I have a plan here. Using mainly spoons, we dig a tunnel under the city and release it into the wild. The Incredibles, Monsters, Inc., A Bug's Life, or Ratatouille. Uh, oh. I think I have a plan here. Using mainly spoons, we dig a tunnel under the city and release it into the wild. Oof, that's, that's a ratatouille. Even though I think that's wrong. Must be. What are the other What are the other choices? The Incredibles, Monsters Inc., A Bug's Life, Ratatouille. It's ratatouille, probably. Can I resubmit my answer? Sure. Monsters Inc. Okay. I'm gonna go with A Bug's Life. The answer is Monsters Inc. Woo! <sighs> this was Mike Wazowski's plan to get rid of Foo. Here's the last one. You keep trying to pick a fight, but I'm still happy. I'm just happy you're still alive. The Incredibles, <laughs> Monsters, Inc., A Bug's Life, Toy Story 2. You keep trying to pick a fight, but I'm still just happy you're alive. Can you, can you repeat? Toy Story 2? Yeah. The Incredibles, Monsters, Inc., A Bug's Life, or Toy Story 2? I'm going to say The Incredibles. Sweet. Uh, Yeah, Incredibles as well. The Incredibles. Ah. Is the correct answer. Yes. Mr. Incredible says this to Elastigirl after after they escape from Syndrome's oh. Lair. There you go. Uh, 
That is how you play the Pixar quote quiz. <laughs> and the winner of that game, I will say, was Salim. Yay! Yay! <laughs> that means he'll come back. Because <laughs> he won. Ah. <laughs> yeah, meanwhile, Mark... He's I think... letting you win games on his show. I'll come back. <laughs> Mark, Marcus won one, so he's good for like five more episodes. And then he's, yeah. We <laughs> kick him to the curb. <laughs> I, prefer, I prefer DreamWorks anyways. <laughs> that, no one says that, because that's just not true. <laughs> that's, not, that's not true. <laughs> what's up, Are they uh, sponsors? No, that's I, not I, true. No, not yet. No. <laughs> no, anyway, Pixar rules. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> Audible.com. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, let's do a little Out Now Presents What's Out Now. These are movies that are coming out this week, the Blu-ray, DVD, uh, or you know, Netflix, Redbox, whatever. Cool. Um, let's see. Upside Down comes out. Eh? This the, I, I didn't see this movie. Did anyone see I, this movie? I saw the first 20 minutes of it. Wasn't very in, 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 intrigued and didn't watch the rest of it. It's the film with like Kirsten Dunst and Jim Don't Call Me Asian Sturges. And he... Um, <laughs> this, Zing. The world where they're like, there's upside down people and yeah, all that stuff. I saw the poster. Yeah. <laughs> upside Moo, I believe, was the poster. <laughs> uh, let's see. The Call comes out this week. Speaking of blacking it up. Meh? Oh, that movie. Eh, you know, that was a lot. It was better than I thought it was going to be. Exactly. That's where I'm that's, at. That's what, I, that's what I'll give it. <laughs> it, it. It has a terrible third act, but before yep. that, it's just a generally suspenseful movie. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, the third act was a complete mess. But it, hey, it, Halle Berry, yay. It had a, Halle Berry in her hair. That's my new answer. Halle oh, Berry's oh, hair. Berry's hair. That's palm my tree answer. haircut. That's my answer to that question, Marcus. <laughs> Halle Berry, black woman. Oh, my oh lordy. Yeah. Uh, it, the best thing that Paul did was explain why the girl was still able to have her cell phone while in the trunk of the car. I was happy that there was something. <laughs> uh, yeah. And lastly, because Marcus is here, The Incredible Burt Wonderstone comes out on DVD and Blu-ray. Yes. Mm-hmm. Everybody buy it now. When is it out now? This Tuesday. Okay, Tuesday, buy it. <laughs> I'm glad uh, you enjoyed it. I'm glad you had fun in the comments. I'll, be, I'll yeah. be waiting in front of Target. <laughs> Just handing about. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Here's a free copy. He's like, here, go, per- go pay for it inside. <laughs> uh, okay, let's, uh, let's get to what we're going to talk about next week. Next week, we have White House Down opening. And this is the film with Channing Tatum and Jamie Foxx. As a pair of lovable guys, and actually that's not true. One is one is the president of the United States, and the other is Channing Tatum. I don't I don't presume that Channing Tatum has any sort of job or anything. I just assume he's playing himself. <laughs> it's like, that would make me happy. He's just like really strong. He's like, like, he moved up from Miami because the the stripping didn't work out. <laughs> just me a exactly. No, he got his he got the he got the the um the furniture design company going. Ah, he's on, like, right. He's on, like, weekend, he's on a weekend trip to the Smithsonian, and all this terrorist stuff happens. Well, he he knocked up one of the one of the girls that was down there in Miami. He got a daughter, so now he's trying to do things. Some you know, trying to do better by her. There you go. Ah, regardless, that makes actually, total sense. Actually. Regardless, I'm looking forward to this movie quite a bit. Actually, it looks like a lot of fun. But let's get to what we think is going to happen this week, um, uh, or next week. But in terms of the box office, I will say that Olympus has fallen. Very similar. Uh, opened to thirty million dollars this past March. Other big president movie things. Um, Air Force One opened to thirty-seven million dollars back in 1997. Um, it's a Roland Emmerich movie. You know, big. Disastery type movies. Independence Day opened like fifty million dollars back in the day. Yeah, back in like the ninety seven. <laughs> and uh, what, what else? What, uh, what, what did uh, what did twenty twelve open to? Uh, Sixty five million dollars. That wow. some... Yeah, that made some money. Made some money. Uh, <laughs> day after tomorrow, sixty eight million dollars. It's you know, Roland Emmerich's got a pretty strong. I'll uh, I'll say that White House Down is uh, it's it's rated R, right? 
Uh, no, it's PG. Oh, no. So I'll say PG. first place um, with uh, with a healthy uh, fifty nine million. Fifty nine million. All right. It's a strong one. Marcus, thoughts? Sleep. Um, I'll say first place with sixty five mil. Because I think it's going to get Channing gets the women in the seats and Channing gets the women in the seats. Yeah, you heard it here first. And the red. <laughs> there we go. And <laughs> the guys will go see an action movie. So sixty-five. Uh, I'd say about fifty-nine mil. Um, oh, yeah. Oh my thunder you're gonna, there. You're going to tie go go either one up or one down from that. Oh, one up or one down. Yeah. So, from his number. So we Abe at fifty-nine also. So we have. <laughs> oh, oh we I need didn't some know. kind of we need some kind of competition. Fifty-nine and a half. Oh. Goodness. Oh my goodness. I know, right? 59.5. I've done that a lot. You know, I'm gonna take it down one. I'll pay fifty eight million. All right. Like a fifty eight million. Um what's the one dollar? I'm gonna go a little lower. I'll say like a strong fifty one million dollars. See how that goes. See if the if if Channing Unchained makes it happen next weekend at the box office. Oh gosh, that's yeah. You know he's gonna take off his shirt, so people are gonna go see this movie. Channing, but he, I mean, he's got to have, he's got to do, he's got to die hard. He's got to do a dirty wife beater. Yeah. And then he's got to wear a, uh, you know, sleeveless t-shirt. That's my, that's my wife beater joke. I'm sorry. That's, that's all I have. Um, that was a good one. Yeah, I thought so. I thought it was, it's, it's not as good as, <laughs> it's not as good as tuck and roll. Not as good as tuck and roll. Uh, yeah, that's good. epic. Yeah. I can't wait to make a gif of that. Um, <laughs> um, that would be nasty. But yeah, we're talking about White House Down next week. I believe uh, our friend of the show, Christian Spicer, is going to be on joining us for that episode. So that should be fun. But uh, yeah, that is going to do it for this week's episode of Out Now with Aaron and Abe. You can find more of my work on my personal blog, thecodeazeek.com, where you can find all my written movie reviews, as well as at ysoblue.com for all my blue reviews. And you can also find me on Twitter at twitter.com slash Aaron's PS3. You can find more fun stuff at walrusmoose.lifeside.com and twitter.com slash walrusmoose. Uh, Marcus? Uh, you can find my stuff at, uh, if you follow me on Twitter, uh, Movies Marcus, and on Examiner under Marcus Robinson. Great. Salim? Um, you can follow me on, on Twitter, um, SMLML, and you can follow me on Just Seen It uh, every Saturday, uh, every Friday and Saturday on PBS. Cool. You can also find all the other, you can find all the other episodes about now, Aaron and Abe on iTunes, also at hhwlod.com, and you can check out all the other shows on that podcast network there as well, including the Walking Dead TV podcast, Half Hour Waste, and Long Mox of Doom, just a fun, bunch of fun, com- bunch of fun podcast shows about comics and games and fun stuff like that with some cool guys there. You can also find more of our stuff over at outnow.podomatic.com, where you can find exclusives such as Outnow Nights, um, <laughs> uh, which is more or less just extra commentary. Um, you can also check out our YouTube page, youtube.com slash outnowpodcast, uh, where we haven't updated in about a month. But uh, hopefully we'll get that going again. And, uh, you know, just main reviews, 20 to 30 minutes each. Um, outnowpodcast at gmail.com. Feel free to email us. Let us know your thoughts on Monsters University or World War Z. Or you can write to us at facebook.com slash outnowpodcast. Post on our wall. Answer some of our questions. We'd love to read your responses on the air. And, of course, twitter.com slash outnow underscore podcast. You can... Feel free to follow us there as well, and we'll we try to we we want to we got want to get more chatter on that Twitter page. Facebook's winning. Facebook's winning, guys. <laughs> and lastly, our newest uh, uh, out now page is outnowpodcast.tumblr.com, uh, where you can basically check out any of our loose thoughts or links to our show notes and also links to our uh, podcast. So feel free to check that out as well. Great. Um, thank you, Salim and Marcus, for joining us today for the show. Thank of you. Of course. Thank you for having me. I had a had a blast. Great. Good. And, I also uh, had a blast. Good. 
<laughs> you get to, you get to return. Uh, <laughs> that'll be in the show notes. Marcus Robinson will return. <laughs> Salim question mark. We'll oh, hey, you say, you, I won the game. Oh, yeah, you geez, did. You it did. was, it was we'll, just a lie. It was we'll, just we'll, a lie. We'll, we'll black it up more. We'll it up. <laughs> we gotta we gotta black it up more. But yeah, but yeah, good good show, guys. Fruitvale like, Station. A lot of Definitely. fun talking we'll White House down next week. We'll see how that goes. But until next time, so long. And goodbye. doesn't like being part of the show. Right, Marcus? Right. That's it. That enthusiasm. <laughs> that was a delayed, that's what, that was a delayed that's what, answer. That's what keeps it coming back. Every time I ask him, that's, that's the, the enthusiasm. <laughs> yeah. yeah.